Welcome to episode 24 of Sound.Wave, the first podcast to reach planet Earth from Cybertron. I'm Nell, and I'm great at Transformers. I'm Greg, and I suck at Transformers. This week, we'll be discussing the finale of Dark Cybertron, issues 10, 11, and 12. So first of all, this cover of 10. What a what a great cover. Such a good cover. Like, this is what we have to look forward to. And I hope that you enjoyed these issues as much as I felt like everybody should. There's some, some wild stuff going on in every some, one of these. Yeah, some really, really great stuff we've got coming up here. So... Uh. Just going over this cover, look how yeah. sweet my boy is back there. Your boy is with one of my girls. They're arm wrestling. It's great. We, we got, got Whirl and RC. We got Dinobots getting sloshed. We got right. Like, Brainstorm. Swoop is inquiring about Brainstorm's briefcase. We have Swerve, who you know is just like, oh my god, I'm here next to Blur. <laughs> we all know how Swerve feels about Blur. Exactly. We have Slug full on like... Like drooling, yeah. He's got NJX or something, yeah. Like either drooling or he's just feeling pretty woozy back there. It just cups all around him, knocked over. (laughs) He's having a good time. He's 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 not really used to opposable thumbs. He's yeah. It's it's a new thing for him here. But everybody looks so cute, and it's yeah. It looks great. Good times. The Casey Kohler, yes, always, always. Uh, that is what the, the placard says if you go find this at the Louvre where it is hanging. Yes. <laughs> Good times at Swear's Bar. Uh, so we, we open with the rather rapidly contracting dead universe, which I think has to be a James thing because no, no, no one who's not British is all hack would say that. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Fair enough. I'm sure you're correct. Um, so yes, this is where we are. We're here with he is once again Optimus Prime. Right. Um he he is fully established, the Pax thing. I'm over it. It was a phase. He's like, You guys, this is me now. I'm back to being prime. I'm always and gonna be your dad, no matter what. <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens. I will always be your dad. Um so and they are looking for a portal. They've lost a portal. Yeah, they've lost communication with Willie and Garnack. Uh Remember those guys? Yeah, remember them? <laughs> they still exist. They do. And so essentially what we're learning here is that obviously the portal to the dead universe is at Gorlin Prime or what used to be Gorlin Prime, which is, of course, where the Necrotitan initially was. And so he's saying that Wheelie and Garnack have his ship right. outside Gorlin Prime because, of course, they were waiting for Prime and the others to go through and they would be there to catch them. They're probably just playing board games during all of this. Yeah, like they're just trying to find ways to pass the time while they wait they've for... Had, they've just been sitting there for nine issues. they got to make <laughs> stuff happen, you know? They probably have a full play figured out. Like exactly. they've been singing musicals. They've got all of Hamilton down. Like they each know their own parts. They know what they're doing. They can do the full Lafayette guns and ships rap. Yeah. Like Wheelie's probably really good at that because he rhymes all the time. That makes sense. I can see that. That's the new headcanon. I love it. Wheelie turns out super awesome. Only <laughs> if he is singing musicals, specifically Lafayette's parts in Hamilton. The but now I need this. Somebody <laughs> somebody get get into art. Make it happen. Yeah. Let's let's have that be created. Uh, um, so but the have, good news is yeah. uh, they've lost the portal and the connection, but a new one kind of just shows up out of nowhere. They find like a little tear. Nightbeat has his full-on little magnifying glass looking thing, because he, of course, is inspecting. He is the Sherlock here. 
Um, <laughs> and he finds a dimensional fissure, a little tear. Uh, and they're saying, like, that's enough that we can get a transmission yeah. through. They can they can call him, beep him if mm-hmm. they want to reach him. Uh, <laughs> and indeed they do. And they're saying, hey, uh, Wheelie's saying, like, hey, you guys are kind of boned. Uh, right. Like, he's saying Gorlam Prime out. is gone. Yeah. Like, it's it's not there. Um, and Cup, of course. And then they have the little moment where they're like, wait, why does he rhyme when he speaks? And Rod is like, <laughs> oh, he just does. I don't um, I do really like Cup in his his incredibly thick accent, saying it must be difficult having to talk like that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, there are some really funny bits here. So, which leads me to believe not that John doesn't write funny things, but James will usually write funny things that are a little <laughs> more saucy, if you will. So, in the next one, where Wheelie is saying, "With no escape route, I'm forced to conclude that you and the others are totally," and that's where it cuts off. Which you know he was going to say screwed, and that's funny. Um, and yeah, I at must least to conclude. Me, that you and the others are totally fucked. <laughs> That's exa- That was the moment where he broke this need <laughs> to rhyme all the time. It's, if he just goes into profanity, that's all it takes. <laughs> Which I, And we've seen before, Rod is prone to uh, profanity. True. So we know. And if you follow James at all on Twitter, you know he has admitted <laughs> <laughs> to writing the scripts initially with plenty of uh, curse words uh, just scattered throughout. And of just course, they all get edited down. away. Yeah. But you know, you know in their in your heart what they're saying. Oh, I always know. <laughs> I just in in my mind it's like Deadwood where they're just coming up with wild shit to put in there. Like Optimus. <laughs> I've you, never seen Deadwood. You pecker fucking sumna bitch. That is probably literally in one of those like initial scripts. Yeah, I, I imagine so. <laughs> uh, but then we go back to Cybertron. We got Jax. We go to and people who are definitely cursing all the time. Yeah, yeah we have Jax and Bludgeon here. What a bunch of goons! And they're talking to Shockwave, who of course is on. He, Shockwave is in his little Crystal City cave, right. and those two Bing Bongs are somewhere. Where the hell did they go? They uh, like went to a different area, right? Jaxus and Bludgeon did, but and they're we have Galvatron here with uh, yes. Shockwave, uh, and so of course they have him. Uh, we have Monstructor is holding Galvatron right. like spread eagle because Monstructor it's, has four arms. It's a weird thing, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Galvatron is a portal to the dead universe. Which is what they need. Right. Because, of course, in the last one we saw, the Necrotitan was kind of felled when, um, Megatron got, uh, Metroplex's thumb to him and whatever and they'll explain kind of further what happened exactly there but Metroplex was able to fell the Necrotitan and um, it healed everybody who had been had this kind of death plague put upon them and so uh, that was kind of where we left off which seemed like a win like it kind of seemed like oh good we solved all the problems here and shockwave was like idiots i'm gonna go continue my plan so here we are shockwave is continuing whatever this little guy is up to whatever he's Uh, scheming over here he begins to get into it he's talking about the wars and i'm sure anyone who is reading this month to month is like if i have to hear about these fucking wars i get it shockwave again johnny appleseed of death across the universe we understand (laughs) get on with it uh but he uh, sort of brings up the idea that all of these things combine with each other in weird ways and have weird ultimate it's, results. Right. Like he's saying the ores on their own, um, of course, are powerful. Like we've seen their devastation. We've seen what they can do. If you start putting them together, they can do even worse things, Or which exactly like we saw with the Necrotitan, when you put the life and the death ores together, you create this being that is neither. 
and um and then everything all together fulfill the dark cybertron prophecy right so that's the big plan here is to combine every ore together to see exactly what is going to happen there right and and shockwave being mr science logic du jour it's a little weird hearing him talk about the dark cybertron prophecy right having right a guy who's so scientific talk about something that almost sounds religious especially when it's coming from somebody like scoop right uh we so we i mean we get to that later but it's it's something to make note of yeah like it's something right when you're reading you're like why is he like why what does he know about this prophecy that does seem weird Uh, um but we're gonna get an amazing two-page spread here. Oh, this is literally one of my favorite spreads <laughs> in all of IDW or any comics ever. I love this spread so much. Um, not only does it look great, like gorgeous colors, everybody looks good, and it has really great, like atmospheric, uh, you know, like sure. We have oh, a massive Titan in the background. Yeah, like Metroplex is still he's head down. He's you know, and then we have the uh, the back of the um, of the Lost Light, right? Even closer than he is, obviously. Sort of Crash down there. Yeah, lest we forget how they landed. Um, and now we have everybody who's kind of meeting up again. Because, yeah. of course, this is the first time we've had a calm moment since, like, for a long time. Um, so, and now we have people from the Lost Light here. Right. And we got everybody sort of in their groups. There's my boy World back there with his yeah. arms up in the air. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the Dinobots here. We uh, have the Chrome. girls meeting RC. Exactly. I love that. Uh, I love Bumblebee like saying like, hey, take care of Megatron. Yes, he's very. And yeah, we have Ratchet and um, uh, oh, my goodness. Flatline. (laughs) I want to say fix it. That's not him. Okay. Yes, we have Ratchet and Flatline carrying Megatron. And Soundwave right there. Yes. Soundwave is just like, duh, Bumblebee. Of course, Megatron saved everybody. Um, And he goes on to say, you know, you doubted the strength and honor of Megatron. (laughs) And Bumblebee's like, I get it, Soundwave. Thank you. Um, But yeah, so like... And then and, and Bumblebee's even like, okay, nobody just, everybody, let's just not shoot each other just, for a couple minutes. Let's just, just cool. chill. What's and all? Here, yeah. And here are some good things. Again, going back up to this huge just shot of everybody, little things, um, something I really appreciated as um, a person who's always loved them. The Lamborghini twins are finally fucking together and they are not <laughs> officially twins in IDW, which bothers me to no end. I really, if anybody from IDW can fix that, make them twins again. Oh my God. Why aren't they <laughs> twins? Um, but they're over there. We have Sunny and of course he has little Bob with him and he's with, with his friend Mirage, which in my head canon, they are friends. And um, and yeah, he's got Sideswipe with him. And then on the far right side, remember we were seeing Astro Train and uh, Blitzwing. Astro Train was hurt. He was the one who had the binoculars and everything. We have sure. the Triple Changers back together and both of the cassettes are okay and they're together too. Yay. And I love Yay, look, everybody's okay. <laughs> we have even like, uh, oh my goodness. Atomizer. We have Atomizer back there. Like, we have people from the Lost Light, like, hands in the air. Like, yeah. Yeah, I just found Rung and Swerve in here. Little tiny Rung. Where's Waldo? It's great. Yeah. Oh, there's so many bots you can just find. Oh, hey, yeah. (laughs) See how many you can name, new fans. It's fun. I'm proud of all of you. Um, and we have Skylinks up there in the back. Everybody's looking great. Uh, and most importantly, Whirl is there again. Just... <laughs> and lest we forget, Whirl is here. Don't worry. Don't worry, everybody. He's got a gun. <laughs> he does. He does have a gun. He's got skids. He's got getaway and perceptor. Um, yeah, but everybody's kind of meeting up. Um, 
And Prowl immediately is like, no, we are not celebrating. Bumblebee's like, shut up. We earned this. <laughs> like, look, we thought these dudes were dead and they're here. Like, this is a miracle. Um, and then he's like, and oh my God, those bots over there are calling themselves she? Holy crap, Prowl. This is big. Like, they're all just like, what? There's a bunch uh, of cool stuff going on. Right. Bumblebee's like, if you can't take in the majesty of this moment, Prowl, I am sad for you. Uh, I do love that the Prowl is like, as much as I hate to admit it, it was probably a good thing to trust Megatron. And then immediately all the construction cons are like, yeah, Megatron rules. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, you're right, new best friend. You're right, new boyfriend. <laughs> Finally, you best. get it. Yeah, like, you know, Megatron's the best besides you, of course. We sure. love you, Prowl. You're the cutest. <laughs> and Bumblebee's like, oh, good. All your besties are here. It's like the the leader of the One Direction fan club. Uh, is, I, I, I'm not going to be able to explain this metaphor. I got nothing. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm interested to see where this is going. Like, is Prowl all of One Direction? I think that he's One Direction and he just acknowledged that Bieber is cool and they used to be <laughs> the Bieber fan club. I don't oh, okay, know. okay. No, I can see that. I can see that. I do like that they say that he's Constructicon green on the inside. Uh, it's cute. so... They're like so cute with him. I I just reblogged the picture today. That was Hook and like kind of consoling Prowl. I was like, that's adorable. I love it. I'm gonna eat that up. Um, but of course, Prowl is very like, oh, you guys, like get go away. Just give me a second. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. Like guys, step off. Uh, um, but, but yeah, we, and we he of course realize, is like, like, right? Hey, Shockwave's now that everyone's right. Well, Shockwave is still out there, but also Bumblebee's like, hey, is there anybody here you want? want to say something to and like oh yeah chrome dome is back oh yeah and like so you know that's a thing i was like oh yeah i guess i should talk to somebody and then yes it cuts to chrome dome and you're like oof girl it's about to get real over here um, <laughs> one he thought you were dead two uh, yes there's a you lot guys, of unresolved history yeah there's some stuff to hash out here um and chrome dome of course chrome dome is talking to magnus and he's like uh wheelie is telling us they can't get through to the lost universe anymore and uh Magnus is like, well, they might be stuck, but eh, uh, those guys are pretty good at looking out for themselves. They're probably fine. It's not their first radio. <laughs> They've, I, I've seen both Rodimus and Optimus be totally fine in situations like this. And Magnus is more like, hey, Chrome Dome P.S., shut up about that. Will you come talk to Metroplex for us <laughs> with your fingers? And Chrome Dome's like, fuck off. No, I don't do that anymore. Because uh, I promised Rewind I would stop. Uh, and then he does say he's had enough with memory problems solving them and causing them. Because we know what he did. We all saw what he did. He sure did some stuff. Uh, and he just might do some more stuff before the end of this. That's right. Uh, but let's really go to quickly, the I can hear the ice cream truck behind you. Oh, shit. Is it? It's totally fine. It's weird because I can't, I can't hear it in person, but I can hear it through my headphones. Oh, that's so funny. But yes, I just started hearing a little tinkling music start up. It was like, oh, the ice cream truck must be. Swerve's gun. I'm leaving it in now. It's perfect, everybody. There you go. Uh, so we go back to the Lost Light, and wouldn't you know it, there's somebody on here you may not have expected to see yes so we have ratchet here working on megatron he's reattaching his legs to his torso because he's been without that for a while he done god and got torn in half That's he true. did galvatron that son of a bitch uh, and that was his way of greeting megatron 
on. <laughs> so we have, and of course, yeah, Bumblebee was like, please take care of him. So Ratchet took him to his uh, lab on the Lost Light. And so we have some really great conversation between these two here. Oh, yeah. And uh, so first of all, Megatron is apparently watching Ratchet, like staring at Ratchet as he's working on him. Um, and uh, he's very kind of up, like, it's yes, very, very sweet. But can you imagine like even like as much as we love Megatron, like if it wasn't that way, if we didn't love him and like you are performing some like an operation on somebody and they're just watching you like, first of all, Clearly, as if we didn't already know, Megatron, sure. balls of steel. Like, that dude doesn't give a shit. He's going to stare at you. He doesn't He's care. getting his balls of steel reattached presently. It, right. Like, so now it's going to be even more powerful. Right. Um, now, but... now they are ratchet-backed balls of steel. <laughs> That's right. Double. Double. Just so much Reinforced more. balls of That's steel. That's right. Um, but so Megatron brings up like, this can't be easy for you to have to fix me. And Ratchet's just like, you know, I'm just following orders. And that doesn't mean I have to like them. And Megatron brings up that he wanted to be a medic. <laughs> <laughs> I love this because he's it's, like, oh, really? I wanted to be robot Hitler, but you took that crazy. <laughs> like, isn't that crazy how both our paths ended up differently for each other, <laughs> um, for ourselves and for each other? Um, and, but of course, Megatron brings up again, like he wanted to be a medic, but back then, before the revolution, you couldn't just go and get a job that didn't apply to your skills, like that didn't pertain to what skills you had. This is, this is something that I kind of wanted to make a big digression on and kind of discuss in the middle of the episode here. If, obviously, I don't know everything that happens between, like, the moments before the war and up to the current day. But in a sense, the largest thing that Megatron was fighting against was the idea of the functionists. And the functionists aren't around anymore, as far as I can tell. So in a pretty broad sense, wasn't Megatron successful, like, pretty early on? It, I mean, yeah, I, I guess technically, if we're thinking about it, like, obviously it became he was fighting the oppression, yes, of that the functionists were putting into place. Um, cause it was, a ver- it was a very oppressionist kind of yeah. society. Um, and then I think the, obviously the entire reason that the war continued beyond just a revolution, which is what, again, he's calling even just the start of it, um, which was what it was intended to be, obviously, again. And this was what I always have argued when it came to Megatron. Like, even in, you know, Generation 1, even before we got all this fantastic kind of history through IDW, I was never okay with the idea that somebody just woke up and decided to start a war. I'm like, there had to be something. He's not a Power Rangers villain. (laughs) And if he was, I mean, that would be a fun episode. But as it is, I was always like, people don't just do that for no reason. Um, And of course, in the very first cartoon, there were different reasons for the war and what have you. But um, it never sat right with me that he just was like, woke up one day and was like, you know what? Nah, let's fight everybody. Like, let's just tear. Yeah, like, let's ruin everybody's lives. Um, So, right. Like, he, so I'm guessing the fact that like this revolution began against the functionists, obviously. And then it became this idea that the Autobots were going to be holding on to those ideas. And it was mostly because the people who formed the Decepticons and the people who formed the Autobots were the two on either side of that parallel that the functionists created in society. Sure. 
I mean, it, it it makes sense that the Autobots would be in favor of sort of functionist ideals and the Decepticons wouldn't be because the Decepticons are primarily the blue-collar construction people, whereas the Autobots right. are made up right. of the, the higher classes. Which is, I think, essentially how the the actual war kind of continued like it went from a revolution into a full-blown us versus them kind of thing and that's at least what i'm i'd infer from it obviously not being able to see because of course we know like the events that took place between megatron starting this kind of this uh i mean i don't know what other word to use besides revolution yeah i mean that's the way that i would put it right like him starting it and then we know obviously the things with the primes happened and that's where then it starts getting as with any political conflict very nitty-gritty very gray um because of course had optimus prime been a person in charge when all of this started honestly i don't think the war would have ever happened like if optimus had been prime at the start of all of this I think things would have been drastically different. So, and again, we can we can get back to this because it is a big digression from sort of the meat of the episode. <laughs> right. Uh, we'll get back to you in a second, Ratchet and Megatron. <laughs> the, we, we, in a sense, overthrow the Functionists, right? Yeah. That's something yeah. that happens reasonably early on before the war itself. So what... I mean, what what instigating actions are there? Is it just like the Decepticons starting to seize power and take big like planets and lands and cities and stuff? Well, for a while, because we even see things like um, so even them talking about in the previous uh, show, and I think it was issue seven um crosscut being a senator so it wasn't just the fact that it was the functionist it was the fact that the senate was also behind this idea so it wasn't necessarily just like the functionist council that needed to be it was like this entire i don't know because even if you think about ideas that we have in society now that people are essentially trying to overthrow it's Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it's not always as easy as just taking out the people who implemented them um so it's the the structure of society is still built around ideas right so that's my takeaway from this was that it was we have to megatron's idea was kind of it got to the point where we have to tear it all down so we can build it back up as something better than it is and of course you have people who are like no let's not do that because that's chaos like that's anarchy so even if they all wanted the same thing which really optimus and megatron did Mm. and do it was through different means does that make sense yeah i i I, I'm always going to be in favor of destroying political right, like the anarchy, and... right? Yeah, like yeah, tear it all down and build it back up. Uh, um, but of course, right, and especially in that sense, we have the people who are in power, who especially, of course, do not want that to be the case. Like not only because it harms them, but so they get to look at it from a different perspective than obviously somebody like Megatron or somebody like Soundwave or you know any most of the people who ended up joining up with the Decepticons who were the dregs of society, even Drift, you know, we saw what Drift was. He was a nothing. He was selling his body essentially on the black market or he was planning on it so that he could get high, Um, which is all really, really interesting writing and like, God, this is why these stories are really, really good. So, um, but yeah, I don't, so right, that's where we get this kind of idea where, yes, it was essentially tear down the functionists, but then obviously those ideas were deeply embedded in society. And I think it just kind of 
Yeah, it, sure. That was it, the, the, the it needed of it. to be torn down from a structure. Right. It was a it was a tear it all down or fix it with fix what we have right now. Kind of those two warring sure. ideas. Uh, and I have a lot of opinions, but we can get back to Megatron and well, you know, and maybe <laughs> maybe someday we'll have a special episode where we do get to just kind of talk about all that kind of stuff, or I don't know, maybe we'll figure something out, and then we can have other people kind of talk I mean, with yeah. us, and that would be fun. That'd be cool. That'd be I don't know really how we cool. would do it, but we'll I would be definitely interested in something like that. Tweet at us if you're interested. Yeah, yeah, something like a roundtable discussion. I don't know. We'll figure um, it out. Cybertronian politics, which are which are my allegories for real politics yeah absolutely um but so with all of that in mind um we have even the fact that megatron calls it a revolution obviously very much bothers ratchet um like he's even muttering about like the fact that you call it a revolution oh my god um because of course ratchet and many people obviously see this as megatron sees it as a revolution a lot of them see it as you incited chaos and right four million years yes uh, Which, I mean, fair enough. Obviously, people are all going to have different perspectives on it. I do like that Megatron essentially is giving a very uh, intense way of saying, hey, you're a really good medic. And yeah. just, just like, shut up. I don't need to listen to you. <laughs> right. And he gets very defensive. He's like, are you trying to intimidate me? Like, is that what's happening here? Um, so it is interesting because this is not the last time we will see this exact kind of interaction between Megatron and an Autobot. And I always love it because you see Megatron and he's always very calm. He's very put together. Megatron knows what he's about. So it's interesting to see him only calmly making comments and Ratchet is <laughs> not having it. Ratchet is much more upset about it than Megatron is. Uh, but we go back to the dead universe again in these last couple issues. There's going to be a lot of hopping around until we're... We're all back in one place. Yes. Uh, we were in the dead universe. Cup says, hey, you could use like, me as a portal. That's what he was trying to do. Right. He was saying, listen, when Nova was trying to use me, I was holding back because right. I didn't. Obviously, he doesn't want Nova getting through. Um, and they're like, Cup, no, we're not going because you'll be stuck here. And obviously they're like, no, and Nightbeat's like, no, no, I will get stuck here. Like, if somebody has to stay here, it'll be me. I'm already dead. It's fine. And Optimus is like, no, no, if somebody has to get stuck here, it'll be me. I've already died, blah, blah, blah. And Ratchet's well, like, how about nobody, or not Ratchet, uh, Rod <laughs> is like, how about nobody dies? Well, cause, and that's the funny thing, because that's what Rod it thinks Optimus is about to say. It's like, no, listen, nobody's staying. <laughs> nobody's trying to like, nobody's going to sacrifice themselves here um and optimus is like actually i was just gonna say i think i hear something <laughs> so optimus wasn't even ready to sacrifice himself um obviously we know he would have if it came down to it but he's like no no he i just hear something to... i mean rod makes a really good point that he's like how about we we come up with a plan that doesn't involve who has the biggest selfish streak because uh, they tend to all like yeah. try and throw themselves on the grenade and then all blow up yes oh they absolutely do it's a very autobot thing to do um well, and it's funny because, yeah, Optimus says he hears something and they're like, it sounds like shouting. And Cyclonus, our angel here, is like, that's not shouting. That's singing. And you're kind of like, what? But but lest we forget. Right. Uh, he before, sings quite a bit. <laughs> Cyclonus does sing quite a bit. And apparently it sounds like him, him murdering people. So, you know, <laughs> take that as you will. But now we do go directly to some singing in one of the best moments uh, in this comic. Look at how much fun we're 
world is having. Oh, world's having the best time. So we start <laughs> off this page with him being like, okay, listen, we have spent four million years uh, running battles and ruining lives and killing people and fighting us versus them. We have done this for four million years and we have all ended up in the bar together. Like that is what <laughs> four million years of war has ended. And it's adorable. It is Autobots and Decepticons and Dinobots all sitting in the bar drinking and singing a song about being a lonely Cybertronian <laughs> because nobody wants them. And I love it so much. It's uh, it's so sweet. Uh, it's it's friggin' adorable. You can see <laughs> Skybite back there. He's with Sunny and little Bob is of course there with Sunny because that's his pet. We have Trail Cutter. We have a little service droid here. <laughs> <laughs> Got Slug with the with uh, Blitzwing here, and we have uh, uh, Frenzy and I, I Astro really... Train is like slung onto Swoop, who like kind of looks heroically <laughs> posed with a drink in the air. Swoop, you're the best. <laughs> and Whirls on the other side. So Astro Train is in a Greg favorite sandwich over there. Absolutely, I, he is I, a lucky I, man. I never wanted to be Astro Train more. <laughs> Uh, I love this conversation between Brainstorm and Blue Streak because uh, Brainstorm is is bummed out for some reason. He's like, hey, we should kill some of these guys. And <laughs> like, like well, what's up with that? But he offhandedly, Blue Streak says the word Necro Titan. And he's like, wait, do you mean Necro Titan? He's like, no, it's Necro Titan. Like, because it is Necro Titan, because that's how you say it in an American accent. Right. Which, of course, so as if it weren't obvious enough, we sure. know for certain Brainstorm is supposed to have a very, very British accent here. Because, of course, that's how you would <laughs> say the word if you were in Britain or had a British accent. James. <laughs> or at least an English accent. Pardon me. Um, I'm not entirely sure on the proper terminology there. So I hope I don't offend anybody by calling it a British accent. It's actually uh, UK in accent. <laughs> oh, okay. That's right. the term. That's the term. And, uh, but yeah, so Blue Streak is just like, God, you're weird. Like, I'm sick of talking to you. What? Like, you <laughs> stop saying words. And, uh, yeah, Blue Streak is like, why are you so upset? And Brainstorm is just full on, like, pouting, like, laying all on top of his briefcase. And he's just he's... crying tears in his energon. <laughs> and he just says, he's, he's got reasons. He's in pain. He's got sparking and it's stress related. And, but before we can figure out what Brainstorm might be talking about, Swerve starts <laughs> freaking out. He's like, oh my god, look. It's like, hey, we know this guy. <laughs> and then we get like a moment where like the camera slowly pans up from like <laughs> fancy ass shoes and a slow sauntering walk He's to see that. Super handsome here. Oh, Blur, you know, is like, mwah, like super handsome robot. And he's just sauntered into Swerve's bar. And uh, yeah, Swerve, of course, is just. <laughs> It even says in one of his uh, speech bubbles, it just says incomprehensible babbling. He's just making noises as opposed to speech. <laughs> right. Like Blur asks for uh, nightmare fuel if he doesn't have uh, NGX and Swerve just gives a whine in response because he can't even <laughs> he can't even form words to say to Blur. And uh, Blair's just kind of like, oh, yeah, no, this is a nice place. I can get some tunes in here if you need, which I, I don't think they do need because everybody's singing. Everybody's yeah. having a good time. <laughs> I love that the Swerve <laughs> is got like, the boys. hey, I'm a fan. I'm a soccer. No, haha, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> like he just starts rambling. <laughs> and he even says, I hope you don't mind me shaking your hand for a few minutes. Um, <laughs> so you, oh, this poor boy. 
if any of you have ever had moments where you're just so excited to meet somebody. I have actually had a moment exactly like this. The only time it's been this bad where I couldn't, like, I don't even know what words I said because I was so just floored and unable to come up with anything was when I met Stan Lee in person and not in like a big like meet and greet kind of line thing. It was like a little one-on-one. Like we were, it wasn't even at the convention. We were outside and it was just me and my friend and him and his people. Oh my God. I still, I think I just said thank you like 18 million times and like shook his hand and had to like not kiss his knuckles like that. was. (laughs) But it was, it was a very surreal moment, but very exciting. Uh, The only time that I, really really did this uh was much much less high profile i met one of my favorite comic writers at the time sean mckeever and i was uh just like rambling and rambling and i could tell <laughs> like i need to stop talking because he wants to go do other stuff uh, oh no yeah it was an embarrassing situation so sean you mckeever know, if you're listening <laughs> sean mckeever i apologize for my co-host but he was just so excited <laughs> to meet you um but no i love that and i love that it was a comic writer like i love that both of ours were like yeah i met this dude who makes comics and it Absolutely. was great and here we are talking about a comic um but yeah so like i think yeah most people can totally appreciate how Swerve feels in this moment. <laughs> and if you haven't, I hope you get to because it is an exciting moment. Even if you're like cringe you at yourself You will feel embarrassed afterwards. about it for the rest of your life. Oh, you totally will. But at least you'll be able to say, hey, I met Sean McKeever or hey, I met Stan <laughs> Lee and it was awesome. Uh, but we go out to the wherever Shockwave is again. Well, and sorry, even before we do that, sure. I do want to poor Swerve because Blur gets away from him and he's talking <laughs> to Crosscut, who oh, we were just talking about. I do really like this line. And he's like, well, Crosscut, who is that? Who is that guy who I was just talking to? And Crosscut, which funnily enough, as we just saw in issue seven, was like, oh, I should know what his name <laughs> is. He just introduced himself to me yesterday. Because, of course, I don't remember his name, but why? And Blur says, because he's really annoying. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, Swerve. So there you go. So still, go and meet the people you want to meet. If you get a chance, even if they step away from you and go, oh my god, that person was so annoying. You know, you gotta try. You gotta try. Absolutely. But yes, so now we do, we go to Shockwave being like, he's got, of course, Galvatron. Galvatron's like, oh my god, never trust anybody. Never trust their superstitions. Um, and he's saying this to Shockwave, because of course, Shockwave was just talking about the dark right. Cybertron prophecy. And, and he's saying it isn't superstition. Yeah, he's like, uh, that's like a real thing. It's the literal truth. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and Galvatron, of course, is like, um, even if that's right, scientist, how would that possibly benefit you? Um, Shockwave throws in a dig here. He says, ah, you remind me of Megatron. Your minds are both so small. Which, like, you know what, Shockwave? Cool it. <laughs> I get it. I love that Shockwave's, like, insult du jour is just like, you're too stupid to understand really what I'm is. trying to do. Like, that is his big thing, is just pointing out everybody else's dumbness to them. Just being like, ugh, I'm not even going to bother explaining it because you're too stupid. Uh, and he, he sort of offhandedly says, my goal is 
Cybertron's domination of resources. Right. Because he says that, like, Megatron, like, I fought with them and um, they provided me with tools, but I, his goal, Shockwave's goal was never the goal of Megatron and the rest right. of the Decepticons. His, his, and then his, of course, even sounds loftier than Megatron's ever yes. was. It's, it's not so even say, particularly about Cybertronians. Right. It's just about Cybertron's domination of resources. And you're kind of like, what the hell? So then, of course, we see that Metalhawk, who of course did not kill Waspinator and is just kind of hiding off in the background, listening in. Um, so he, of course, is listening in to all this and he's like, okay, we have to go tell everybody else Metalhawk is, which this is now, of course, seeming much more like the Metalhawk that we know. Right. Uh, um, but he doesn't, like, as he's saying that, um, Skywarp appears. Yeah. And he's like, whoop, take Yeah, he's there. like, hey, yeah, uh, we do need to tell the others, come here, and then, yeah, they vop away. Um, and, uh, Galvatron is kind of trying to get more information out of Shockwave here. And he's like, what does it mean? Or, no, Shockwave is saying, is asking Galvatron what it means to truly dominate. Because, of course, Shockwave is like, you and Nova civilized, quote unquote, 13 tribes of Cybertron's ancient past. But what did you, any of you ever accomplish? It right. just brought about endless chaos and war. He's just which going is around true. doing imperialism and colonialism and a bunch <laughs> of bad shit. Right. And he's saying that's not domination. Like you wrecking havoc constantly is not domination. Um, and he's like, yeah. And then Nova gained absolute power of the dead universe. But who gives a shit? Um, and so Shockwave is again trying to kind of like giving an idea of what he's building to. And he's like, I, this is what power is like this. Right. He, he says like, not like he had total control over the dead universe. I have that power over this universe. And he's like, well, so you're just going to rule the universe. I don't get it. And he's right. like, no, just another tyrant? I'm going to end the universe. Right. Uh, and that's the big shocking note that we leave on. And we find RC here. Yeah, she's got a new paint job. Yeah. She's looking good. So uh, somebody, in all their wisdom over at Hasbro, was like, hey, maybe let's not have RC be pink anymore. Let's just make <laughs> her red. So here she is. She's got a new paint job. It's a good um, look. Yeah, I like it. I like the paint. And she but... even has a little more armor to her in yeah. this. I remember when Alex was first showing these designs, and I was digging it right away. And, of course, we had... Some people being shitty about it, but that's going to happen when a bunch of dudes are into something and you change how a girl looks, but I dig it. Um, but, uh, and RC is asking Prowl, like, hey, what do you think? Prowl's like, do you even give a shit what I think? Hell no. <laughs> or wait, like, he says, it's interesting because he says, you care what I think. You care what everybody thinks, which I was remember being a little like, that's an interesting thing to say, because then you like the, what you see of RC, you would think she doesn't care. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I kind of took it as just sarcasm, but there's probably a lot of ways to read it. Right. Like, it's an interesting little back and forth, especially particularly between these two. But regardless, the point here being we get to see RC has a new look. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, and what I love here, my favorite part of this panel is a uh, flatline looks like he's got an arm around ratchet's shoulders back there and i <laughs> don't know why but i love it um i'm digging it i'm like yeah let's have some more decepticon and autobot medics just hanging out together okay <laughs> i love and he's also just holding a can of spray paint or right like flatline has some spray paint uh ratchet has like a oh, ratchet uh, blowtorch combo sure and a data pad i love it it's great and then there's there's a uh, there's fix it in the background there yeah 
Uh, so yeah. And so they're saying, all right, now that we have that established and the reader won't be visually confused anymore. <laughs> uh, what's well, up looks... with Bee and Megatron? Yeah, Ratchet to me, like, Prowl, if you're here to see Bumblebee, he's next door with Megatron and he's laughing, um, which I think sounds funny. Um, but, of course, so then we go, which makes it sound like, ah, they're just in there having a great time. But yeah. um, Megatron is going to be like... Buddies. <laughs> Bumblebee, if you're done laughing, and Bumblebee's like, <laughs> no, 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 wait, what, how in the world are we possibly similar? So that's what's making him laugh, is that uh, Megatron's like, you and me. It's an um, interesting conversation, and I'll try to, to sum it up quick enough. Yeah. Uh, basically, he's saying, we both had control of Iacon at one point, and you lost out to Starscream, which should probably feel pretty shitty. And Bumblebee's like, whatever, what do you, you, you suck, shut up. Uh, and then he's saying in in sort of what appears to be a digression he's like hey bumblebee when do you think that i came closest to outright victory and bumblebee is like never you suck shut up uh and megatron is saying well i think it was samanzi and samanzi was a battle that raged for generations samanzi was the big one yeah right we've, we've mentioned it before yeah uh, and Bumblebee is saying, like, half of all Cybertronians died in that. and Yeah, like, it was a massacre. Like, the Samanzi Massacre is what it's known as. Um, it was, or the Battle of Samanzi, the massacre. And uh, and so, right, he's immediately horrified, we can see on this page, that, right. like, that's what Megatron would say was when he came closest to outright victory well, and, is this battle. In, in terms of military, it is when the Decepticons came closest to, like, yes. full-blown winning the war. Right, because Megatron says 99% of the planet was under Decepticon control. Um, and uh, so then, yeah, he's like, I think that's when I... I used to think that was when right. I come closest to winning. And then Bumblebee says, well, what do you think now? And he says, well, Starscream reminded me that winning means winning over people. Uh, and the victory wasn't, Samanzi wasn't that. Because if it was, we would have stayed at 99% Decepticon control forever. We'd still be in that. None of this would have ever happened. But in reality, uh, the war was the worst mistake he could have made to begin with. Right. He's saying the closest he came to outright victory was four million years ago before the Decepticons ever even took up arms. Right. Uh, and that is a very important thing we will get back to. Uh, it's so good. But yeah, a really great moment between those two. And Again, like, I don't, I, I hope at least somewhere in there, like, if you are a person who doesn't feel Megatron at all, like, I, I would hope at least, like, you don't have to like him, but I hope at least you get some idea of where this charm, like, where this, uh, I mean, he is, he's very charismatic, he's very smart. Right. He's, also, uh, you have to like him. I'm instituting <laughs> that as a rule. That's a new requirement, if you're going to listen to this show. But no, please still keep listening to this show. <laughs> Uh, but then we go uh, and we, yeah, we see. Now we got a different, uh, Prowl and Chrome Dome confrontation. Yeah. So as if Bumblebee and Megatron weren't enough. And that's the interesting thing. You go from Bumblebee and Megatron to being, and being like, oh, what an intense, uh, confrontation to going to Chrome Dome and, uh, Prowl and being like, oh shit. Like now things are <laughs> about to get real because you know it's about to get real up in here. And so Prowl, and it's this, first of all, this gorgeous shot, like that top one of Prowl like approaching Chrome Dome. It's very almost like, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, like it's, it's very he's Jack Sally up Sally. there. Yes. Uh, which would be so romantic. But you know this ain't going to be romantic. Nah. So Prowl's like, there you are. You've been avoiding me, Chrome Dome. And Chrome Dome's like, yeah, fuck off. Don't be flattered. I have not. Um, 
And Prowl immediately starts touching him, and Chromedon's like, do not touch me. And Chromedon, or Prowl's touching the back of his neck, uh, and he's just kind of talking, and he's like, this is your specialist area. Prowl, so, you're so creepy. Oh, so, right? Like, it, oh, can you imagine this dude coming up to you and just starting to touch you? But then, of course, Prowl is like, he's immediately like, I know what you did. Uh... Like, before you left for the Lost Light, you got into my head, you stole a memory, and you opened a path that let the Decepticons directly into my brain. Which, like, fair enough. Right. Carl has All of every that is might true. To be, right, to be really mad. Uh, as and then, Trump. like, for no good reason, he's also like, oh, and by the way, Rewind's dead. Just wanted to remind <laughs> you of that. Right. Well, because, let's be <laughs> he real here. barely Carl... manages to work it into this conversation. Prowl is a shit stirrer. That's uh, why he brings it into the conversation. Prowl wants to get at Chrome Dome. Prowl uh, is pissed at Chrome Dome. So he's like, uh, yeah, it sucks when you lose something or someone. So of course Chrome Dome's like, oh, I'm gonna murder you. Because of course Chrome Dome's husband is dead, thanks to Prowl. So he throws him off of this oh, yeah. romantic outlook. That Imagine if Sally just throws Jack off the top of that thing. That's <laughs> she just grabs amazing. him and hurls him over her head onto the ground below. But before uh, we can see what happens there, right, we, we jump go back into Metroplex. Metroplex. We got some ladies working on Metroplex's brain. Right. And Magnus has come to see them. He's, He's like, like, how is he doing? Yeah, what's up with this guy? And they're like, well, uh, good news and bad news. Yeah. I mean, they call it the magical mystery ore that he had on his thumb. <laughs> Um, right. Uh, so the idea is this where they explain how it works? They kind of say, like, they're saying that this, because uh, Nautica calls it the magic mystery ore that was on his thumb has healed him. Because as we'll remember, he was inflicted with some sort of, uh, disease that was essentially breaking him up. And of course, he was then in the water to slow the disease. Um, so the ore has healed him. And Windblade is saying that's the interesting thing is that he knew it would heal him. So, um, it's like Windblade is then saying like the ore now isn't it's it's, it's becoming right. it's it's not working anymore right and so apparently uh chromia and perceptor are analyzing the ore as they're here up here with his brain um and he's still not speaking but she can read um read the signals on his brain Windblade can mm -hmm. and and <laughs> nautica's saying he's mostly complaining about how he got sick um, and he's saying, so the, what happens is that the, the ammonites broke into him and they were looking, the ammonites were looking for the ore. So he put the ore in his thumb and shot it away before right. they could get to it. Um, and then they started infecting him with the death ore we know is what he had. Um, now is what she's saying. Mm -hmm. And, uh, which of course we also know now that the ammonites are associated with Shockwave. Right. And Mag Magnus even says, no doubt Shockwave wouldn't have missed an opportunity to remove Metroplex from the picture. It's all um, tying together. Yes. So basically, and then when Blade's saying he jumped to Hydrophina, which was the planet he was on, um, and then he started bringing the thumb back because again, he knew that that was where the cure was. Um, so, so yes, basically what happened, just to sum all of that up in case it was a little confusing, uh, Metroplex had the ore and then right. the Ammonites came to get it by Shockwave's orders, we assume. And before they could get to it, he released it away from them. The Lost Light ended up coming into contact with it later. Um, the Ammonites infected him when they couldn't find it. And to, to kill him. Yes, trying to kill him because what, yeah, Shockwave doesn't want that dude in the battle, clearly. Um, and he went to the ocean planet to slow it down and he started bringing the thumb back to heal himself and with it he took the lost light. Right. So that's how we tie all that up. Yeah. So hopefully that makes sense. 
A perfect um, circle. Yeah. And so Magnus is saying, well, you know, I, he's here and, uh, that's a cute shot of him and Nautica. You can see how small she is next to him. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's small next to, uh, Ultra Magnus anyway, but he's very handsome in these panels. Um, and so Nautica's like, you were going to ask me about the Knights of Cybertron, weren't you? Um, which she's not wrong. Um, and she's saying, you know, she's not trying to accuse him of anything, um, but she knows that that's kind of what their quest was. That's and, the mission. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just kind of her and Magnus talking, you know, and he's saying, well, I was hoping that, yeah, like if there were knights and like something about cyber utopia that maybe he, he's a titan of all people, he would be the one to know these things. Um, and Windblade brings up a good point. She's like, why didn't anybody ask him three million years ago when he was <laughs> still here? Like when he was he's just hanging around. Yeah, like he was a city here. Um, and Magnus is like, we did. Uh, he always refused to answer. And, uh, but, but, and he was hoping that since then, since all of this has happened, that maybe he would change his mind. Um, and as he's saying this, he's getting a call and, uh, he says red on red. Oh, whoop de doo. Which again, Ultra Magnus, you and your, <laughs> your turns of phrases. Um, he says he's going to deal with it personally, whatever red on red is. Right. Um, and he's like, all right, I got to go. And Nautica catches him before he does. And she's like, okay, listen, I did. We did. We asked Metroplex about the Knights of Cybertron. We've already asked him this question because she's interested too. Like she wants to know. She's a curious person, that Nautica. Um, and Magnus like, great, what did he tell you? And she says that he wouldn't tell her anything. He said that none of them deserve to know. Which, which is a very interesting thing to say. A very interesting thing to say. So we cut to what we find out red on red is, which this panel, like, first of all, where did these assholes come from? It's <laughs> They just follow Prowl around. They're just, they are his entourage. Exactly. The, okay, so yeah, we have the Constructicons, or at least a handful of Constructicons here, and they're immediately, like, like Chrome Dome is standing over Prowl, where he's thrown him. Prowl's, like, pulling himself up from the ground. Um, and Chromedom's like, come on, get up, let's do this. I'm gonna beat the crap out of you. And of course, the Constructicons are like, oh, snap, come on, Prowl, take him out. <laughs> come on, big brother, you can do you, it. You got this, let's do this. Um, and Prowl is pissed and he says Chromedom is just like everybody. Um, and Chrome, or Prowl is essentially saying like, everybody's so distracted with little things, with little day-to-day -day things, uh, just with their friendships and their relationships that they're all missing the bigger picture. And he's saying, he's sorry that Rewind died, um, but for goodness sake, get some perspective. And he like uppercuts him, uppercuts Chrome Dome right in the chin. Oh, um, you're just the worst. <laughs> poor Prowl. <laughs> I'm always going to have some kind of soft spot for that guy. Um, but I mean, yeah, like, come on, Prowl. You made it essentially, I mean, obviously Prowl didn't know Rewind was going to be a casualty of uh, of Overlord. I stand firmly by that. I don't think there's any way he sure. saw that happening. But he's certainly not sorry about it. He's like, whatever. Uh, I did what I had to do. You're an idiot. Um, before the fight can continue, however, luckily, Ultra Magnus' dad shows up and is right. like, oh my god, both of you knock it the fuck off. Um, I, I, I love Ultra Magnus here because he's finally calling Prowl on a ton of this shit. And he's saying, he is. Like, look, you have done a lot of important important things you've done a lot of great things totally whatever you have done a lot of shitty things in pursuit of that and how shitty are you willing to get yeah like he's he's well and so here's another moment another view into nell's headcanon here in 
in the headcanon I have with our dear friend Meg, we have a lot of, uh, we call some of the Autobots, we call them like the vets, like the ones who just always kind of like a core group. And it includes like Optimus Prime and Ultra Magnus and Prowl and like the dudes who are kind of like always around and who are probably, you know, have been in some sort of contact with each other for a long time. And um, within that group, we were always like Ultra Magnus and Prowl would kind of be the closest because they're both very logical. They're both very, sure. you know what I mean? Like just here are the facts. They love law. They love rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah so we were was like those two would totally be bffs within that group because they would get each other the most um so when this happened obviously this happening <laughs> in the comics was like oh this has been a fight just brewing because clearly prowl has done shit that now ultra magnus does not agree with um so to us this was like a big hashing out moment like when you are you and your friend just have some like stuff going on between you but like nobody's really talked about it yet so this to us was that moment where all everything's coming out we're laying it all out on the table ultra magnus is sick of prowl's shit and prowl isn't gonna turn around and be like ultra magnus you have changed too and so they're both kind of just like at each other's throats here because at least in my head, I'm like, yeah, because they used to really kind of understand each other. And now it's... Well, I mean, I'm there, there's a line here that I'm so into that uh, Ultra Magnus is like, we beat the Decepticons. We beat Tyrest. We're going to beat Shockwave. Who's next? Who else wants to control everything? So good. And, and the answer's Prowl. Right. Like, yeah, Prowl's the next one. Like, that's him being like, you tell me. Who Who is it? Who's next after all well, of that? Well, he's, he's you. saying, like, you're no different from any of them yeah. right now. Right. Absolutely. And of course, and it's such a good panel. Like, I remember I think I even read this issue before Meg did and I just took a screenshot of that panel like I just took a picture of that panel with the, their faces right next to each other yeah. and I took out all the words so she wouldn't know I wouldn't ruin anything for her <laughs> and I just wrote the bromance is over underneath it because <laughs> I was like this is it these dudes at least for now not friends with each other anymore because um, yeah Prowl saying is that a threat like are you threatening me and then he calls him Minimus Andis which you're like oh <laughs> shit so Prowl is one of the people who's known obviously sure about the Magnus armor and the people who wear it and it's well and in that moment which god but yeah what a great kind of just I don't even want to call it a fight but like yeah this like confrontation yeah this really powerful confrontation between these two and I do who, love that the Constructicons were immediately yeah. like let's team up and form Devastator let's do it let's take let's him down do it. let's do it let's do it because if you're gonna threaten our dude we are going to tear you apart like that's what's gonna happen um, uh, but yeah, they're the ones who step in. Like as these two are right up in each other's faces, the little construct cons, of course, everybody's <laughs> little compared to Ultra Magnus. They come in, they're like, you, you, you're messing with Prowl. You know what happens? We, yeah, I think we should all form up. We should. And Magnus is like, you know what, Prowl, you can stay here with your new boyfriends. We're going to leave. I'm glad you found people who actually want to be around you because I think you're the loneliest person I've ever met, which yikes. Harsh. Ouch super harsh uh speaking of people who are lonely there's starscream <laughs> there's starscream and he's c going to scoop and he whaps him on the back like look he's at just you dogging on scoop he's oh like, he really guess is what Rich, all that stuff know. you said wrong and bad dummy <laughs> idiot and i do know now thanks to james roberts himself what dogging means that it means something different in british uh so we don't mean that um <laughs> but uh, he is he's just kind of yeah he's like haranguing him 
Is that a word? Does that word yeah, make sense? That makes sense. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just kind of like, ah, you're so sad because you thought the world was going to end and it didn't, moron. Um, I love the rat trap. Was like, you're a loser, Scoop. It's just what a what a what a mean little jab to put in there. It's true. He's got his hands on his hips. He does. So... He's like even like the way he's walking, like it's a sassy little pose from Rat Trap here. He's like Starscream's mean little hype girl, like hype mean girl over here. Um, and Scoop is just like, oh, look at you two idiots. Like, nothing ever happened. Starscream and Rattrap. Because, of course, Scoop knows Rattrap was about to sell, sell Starscream down the river. He was about to turn on that dude so fast. And Starscream knew that, too. Of he's course. like, oh, I'll deal with Rattrap. Don't worry. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. We'll deal with that later. But uh, for now... Um, and Rat, uh, Scoop, of course, is like, oh, I'm sure you're going to find some way to spin this to your advantage. And Starscream's like, I don't even need to. I called the Lost Light. Like, yeah. I'm the one who brought them here. He's like, and- I already came out of this on top. Trust me. <laughs> like, I'm good. Um, and Starscream is now turning around on Scoop, what Scoop is always saying to him. He's like, you are the one who needs to be paying attention here. Uh, listen, these are lessons being handed to you. One, don't believe what you read. Two, don't cross Starscream. <laughs> Three, don't count on your friends to be there when you're down. Um, which is so sad. Um, and Scoop, of course, is, he's feeling the sting here. He's just like, Starscream, I can't believe I believed in you. And then he's saying, I learned about the prophecy at the Academy. And Starscream is immediately, because again, Starscream is a smart person. Like, right. I like when people portray him as being intelligent because he is. Um, and he's immediately like, wait, what? Where did you hear it? And he's like, yeah, the Jaxian Academy before the war. And Starscream's like, are you fucking kidding me? That is important information. So we learn that, yes, Shockwave is the person who started the dark Cybertron prophecy. Right. And that is why Scoop knows about it. And uh, Starscream is aptly very upset by this. Right. And we're we're starting to pull together why super smart intellect guy. Yeah, very cold, very no real system of faith shockwave. Why he might be interested in a prophecy. It's because he made it up to begin with. Yeah, which like, I mean, props to shockwave. This is all really brilliant stuff. Uh, like really good uh, and then yeah metalhawk shows up yeah sky warp shows up he's warped in um metalhawk and waspinator with him and of course they're both immediately like oh starscream you're the worst um and starscream of course is like oh hey metalhawk i killed you oh and hi sky warp we used to be (laughs) really uh you know three of us with tc who's been gone for years um and uh, Skywarp is like, hey, we're not here to ho- to talk. And Metalhawk says, no, we're certainly not. And he shoots and he hits Starscream. Um, and he's like, oh, oops, sorry. I guess I accidentally shot you. Um, <laughs> and that was just for really no reason. He's just like, okay, anyway. So we're here for some more important reasons. He just had to get a quick shot in there. Sure. Um, and uh, Starscream, of course, now is put... Starscream has just in this moment put together, like, Shockwave has started the prophecy. Like, he's behind all of this. And Metalhawk is like... So he's like, no, I get it. I know what's going on. And Metalhawk's like, no, 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 no. It's worse than you even think. Um, and that's where we leave off with those guys. Right. We go back to Shockwave. And Shockwave yeah. is... He's being like, okay, so here's the deal. Uh, everything that has ever existed, uh, past, present, future, all of space, all of existence, all of everything, well, it's going to stop. And then it's going to become me. And I'm going to right. become everything that's ever existed. Yeah. Because, yeah, Galvatron's like, are you going to change the past? You can't. That's impossible. And he's like, no, I'm just going to become the past yeah. and the present and he's the like, future and everything. I'm going to get 
get rid of it and then I'm going to be it. Yeah. And as he's saying this, it's this really beautiful page where we have different people in different points of Cybertron. Um, we have like Chrome and they're all looking up at the sky and the sky's getting blacker and blacker and the stars are kind of fading out. And they're like, what? There's, and then they realize there's something in front of the stars. Right. And, um, yeah. And Shockwave, uh, monologues a bit more and talks about how like, you know, he's going to become one, he's going to be the single point of light against the infinite darkness. Essentially, yes, Star Shockwave with Cybertron is going to be everything and anything in the entire known universe. Like, it's just going to be one thing. Um, it's uh, the Thanos ending, which, spoiler alert to anyone who's waiting until, like, 2020 to watch Avengers 3, but that's what Thanos does, is that he sort of unmakes the universe and then is forced to remake the universe based off of himself. It's a weird situation. It's the Madoka ending as well. Okay, okay. I understand that one better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been thinking about, a lot about Madoka actually lately in regards to like Undertale. But anyway, um, so yeah, so he's, yes, just kind of talking more about that and but so then shockwave is saying to make sure he can go through with this because of course it's going to take a little bit of effort sure. um they have to go through some stuff to do it so he's like so to buy me some yeah he's like some people are going to try to stop me i get it yeah and then he's like but don't worry i have um i have an army coming to help me out i have 70 billion ammonites right so that's showing up to help me the population of earth times 10 times 10 and, and they have all just showed up with each other and yeah and they are all coming to one city on cybertron so let's there's some perspective for you and what a great shot so you kind of get yeah. an, a feel for what the ammonites like again how much they can combine we have this huge like a few big ones one massive one um and yeah ammonites of all shapes and sizes coming in it's and tough being an Autobot right now. It really is. The last thing we see is Starscream just looking, Starscream looking up, <laughs> horrified, Metal Hawk just kind of like, uh, oh, here we go again. Um, and yeah, Shockwave saying that Galvatron is how one dominates, which like, mic drop moment. Yeah. That's great. I mean, he done gone revealed the big bad guy plan. He did. He did. But yeah, so there you go. So that's 10. Uh, into 11, which has the ominous cover of a Autobot symbol with a bullet in it, and it just says, Death of a Hero. Death of a Hero, which... Boy, how... So imagine, dear readers, going month to month and, like, having that title, like, be... Like, just having that cover, that cover looming show looming over you months Yeah, because, of course, the covers show up a few months in advance. Right. Um, So then you just kind of wonder, oh, shit, who's it going to be? What's going to happen? And you kind of all assume it's going to be, like, Optimus. <laughs> that dude dies all the time. He tends to die and come back. I've noticed that. Yes, yes, he's very good at that. Um, which is probably part of why he's always so quick to like uh, offer himself up as a sacrifice. He's like, I'll be fine. I'll just do it. <laughs> It'll be fine. It's not my first time dying. <laughs> this ain't my first time at the fabled rodeo. Um, but so here we open up several months ago in nice. Iacon. So we know because of the people who are here that this is before the Lost Light has taken off at all. Um, and uh, we even have like a transmission going on in the background. We can hear Rod's speech, which is what he used to rally everybody to the Lost Light. And uh, we're in this lab with um, Hardhead and Brainstorm. And we see again Brainstorm's little like identifying card here, which we saw in issue two, right. which I pointed out being something that used to come with the old toys. <laughs> Adorable. Very cute. <laughs> and we have Hardhead looking at it. And um, 
and Hardhead's just saying, you know, I'm supposed to be securing G-Access. So this is all stuff that we're like, oh, yeah, I know everything that <laughs> yeah. happened after this. Because, of course, yeah, Hardhead and Wheelie and Garnack were just keeping G-Access hostage on the ship and keeping him away. Because that was what they're, they were just like, as long as he can't get to Cybertron, he can't hurt anybody. Um uh, I do like that Hardhead is, he's, he's like, all right, so what's, what's going on? And Brainstorm's is like, well, I'm investigating anyone who's come in contact with the dead universe. Yeah. Like, you keep Nova Prime's corpse in your lab? <laughs> and Brainstorm just gets very philosophical. And he's like, well, is it a corpse or a shell? Or, uh, and he calls it the DU. Right. He's already to like <laughs> abbreviations for the dead universe. He deals with the dead universe all the time. He loves it, that Brainstorm. Um, and so, yeah, so he, but yes, there's Nova Prime's uh, some form of him. Um, and so Brainstorm reveals this thing he's got. And this is, again, just a moment, which if you've read all of these, you know why that we have to show this moment right. to kind of explain something that happens later. And so Brainstorm's like, oh, okay, look, my little thing works that I've been making. Look, two signs of life. This little thing has a screen and it says two. That means there are two signs of life, mine and yours. So we're both alive. Um, but so he's saying like, yes, if you are in contact with the dead universe, Sometimes you're not, you don't even realize. Right. You don't even know you're dead. Right. And then, of course, there's a spark and he gets shocked and kind of like, ow. And the spark comes from Nova Prime's corpse. Right. And uh, his little thing he just made falls to the side and they don't see the screen of it. That just says one now. So one of them is now dead. Uh, presumably brainstorm. Presumably brainstorm. Not so there good you go. times to be brainstorm. Nah. Uh, but Icon today, good time to be an awesome two-page spread. Ah, uh, gorgeous. Even, ah, uh, these colors. Let me look real quickly. Is this a Josh? Uh, yeah. Well, Josh Perez. Look That's my guy. So good. Looks so good. Ah, uh, Josh Perez is a dear friend of mine. I adore that guy. Um, and yeah, look at this beautiful job. Look at this beautiful page. We got a big old um, Titan. We got a bunch of Ammonites. Oh, so many Ammonites. Um, Teensy Boy Rung right down there in the middle. <laughs> I love that you always find Rung and you're like, there he is. I, um, and he's, he's just always hidden in these giant spreads. He really, he's like the Waldo. I mean, it, it goes back to the, the thing where Rewind was like, you're not going to believe this. He's everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. He really is, which maybe that's part of why he keeps getting like kind of tossed into these. Not that he shouldn't be here, um, right. but of all the bots that get chosen to be shown, he's often <laughs> one of them. Um, but yeah, we even have people like right above World's beautiful thigh, by the way. Man, his legs oh, look great. Yeah. Uh, we have Warpath. We can see him back there. Those sweet um, whirl gams. <laughs> he does have good gams. Uh, but yeah, a great page. We have Ironhide kind of pointing and like you can tell he's just like barking orders. We have Cosmos taking off, Swoop taking off. Um, everybody looks good. It's so pretty. Slug is shooting fire. Yeah, yeah. He loves shooting fire. Uh, and so, yes, this just right. says Black Planet. And then we go to the Lost Light. The Ammonites are breaking through it, which isn't good. Right. Like, they're crawling all over it. They're falling down through the bottom. Yeah, like, off of the bottom of it. And they have just taken off to try to preserve themselves. Like, let's get the ship out of here. Um, and so they're, of course, just shouting. And there's chaos kind of on the bridge of the Lost Light. And they're like, there are too many of them. The hull, the hull's going to be compromised. Um and Bumblebee's like, we need to evacuate the 
planet. We need to get everyone out of here. And Perceptor's like, that's not going to work. And he's like, look, we can't fight them. We have to run. And he's like, no, I mean, it's not going to work because the universe is ending right now. Right. Like, Bumblebee, this is just the end. And I do want to point out really quickly, on this page, we get a Hell's Bells from Ultra Magnus. <laughs> I'm going to point out do. every time Ultra Magnus says something goofy and adorable, like Hell's Bells um, or Whoop-dee-doo, which I think <laughs> I... I w- like I wish Robert Stack was still here for a number of reasons, but I wish I could have him say "whoop de doo" in an <laughs> Ultra Magnus kind of voice. Um, but yes, Perceptor's like, "Be listen, it's uh, I'm just telling you, it's not going to matter because literally everything is coming to an end right now." Right. Uh, then we go to where Shockwave is. Uh, Bludgeon and Giaxis have shown up. <laughs> I love that Bludgeon's just like, "Hey, by the way, Galvatron's dead." And yeah, he's like, like "Yeah, uh, no, that's fine." Yeah, this guy's had a had a rough night of it, and they're like, "Yeah, who cares?" <laughs> um, and they're like, "Oh, hey, good. So the Ammonites are here. They've just arrived." Um, there, and, uh, also good news, the dead universe's energy flows into the time drive, so, looks like we're doing alright. Um, uh, Shockwave has the time drive wired up to his chest. Yeah, he's like, it's like when a handmaiden has to corset up her, her princess, <laughs> that, that's what's going on here. That's exactly what's uh, going on. And GX <laughs> is just like, I want you to know, I'm proud of you, I, uh, you did a great job. You've always been my favorite student, as if you didn't know. Um... But uh, yeah, and so they're just kind of having a moment, and uh, Shockwave, of course, is like, I don't care. Psychology is not my concern. Only logic matters. And uh, he's like, uh, just let's activate this drive. Let's get this going. Uh, and Jax right. is like, okay. And Jax says, yes, my lord, which is interesting. Right. Uh, because presumably he was always Shockwave the teacher. the student of Jaxus. Yeah. So now the tables have turned here. Um, and uh, then, of course, he just kind of mutters and packs Cybertronia, which, of course, means peace on Cybertron. Right. Um, and he okay. activates it. Right. We get this really, really cool spread. Uh, a lot of really good two-page spreads. Yeah. Um, Shockwave, is... basically all of his history emerging right. Glimpses at once. Of, yeah, Shockwave history all kind of coming to one singularity with him. Um, we're getting Senator Shockwave, gorgeous, always. We're getting uh, our current Shockwave kind of being built and the, yeah. the, the shot of like the hollowed out skull of Senator Shockwave. Oof. It's freaking yeah. intense. We have his head. We have like the hollowed out head coming off of the new body. Uh, and we have the head. Him talking to Megatron. Yes. Um, it's, it's so good. And we have the moment where he's kind of uh telling Pax to stop like it's okay i'm surrendering and that moment where he asks Pax to remember him as he is uh and down here we see shockwave kind of freaking out and bludgeon's like is that supposed to happen <laughs> right like i don't that doesn't seem real healthy my master and bludgeon or and jaxis is like listen he's the closest one who could even try this like right. this He's like, I don't know if it can be done, but if anybody can do it, it's this guy. It is only him. And Bludgeon now is the one being like, uh, you're kind of sounding like you, he's the superior here. And, uh, Jax is like, yeah, Shockwave was once my pupil, but, uh, he is without equal now. He is above he stepped me. up his game. He really did. And I'm proud of him. It's like when a son beats his father in a game of basketball. <laughs> I imagine. I've never been a son nor a father. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, he, he, he sort of restates the plan here and he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Shockwave is going to become the single point of existence and all of existence and everything will be Shockwave and it's going to be totally great. 
Yes, it's, it's going to be fantastic. And all we can do with our thing now is to get Monstructor and stop the Autobots from trying to stop us because we know that's about to happen. And that's what they do. And <laughs> Dreadwing is like, first of all, called Galvatron Galves. He's like, wait, <laughs> you're still alive, Galves? And Galvatron just says he's difficult to kill. Like, I've been around long enough. Like, Listen to me. I am a warrior. Lest we fucking forget Galvatron, get blowhard. <laughs> um, and he's just kind of like, Dreadwing, why in the hell are you putting up with this? And um, Dreadwing's like, uh, the boss told me everything I wanted would come right to me. Which is like, I mean, true, but it's not like you're going to get to enjoy it. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's pretty much <laughs> but, just going to be part of Shockwave. Yep, like you all get to be one singular being, which cool, I guess. Um, yeah, fun. And yeah, that sounds like a great plan. So then, uh, we cut to these, uh, these, uh, these ladies with right. Metroplex's brain and Magnus again calling them. So Magnus is kind of like their agent. He's the, the one kind of keeping in contact yeah, with everybody over in. Liaison. Uh, yeah, there you go. He's their Mancierge. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny. I do love this panel because he's like, when Blade, it's Magnus. Uh, there's no easy way to say this, but the universe is ending. And she just goes, uh huh. And he goes, well, you took that very well. And she's like, yes, well, I'm like, wait a minute. Did you just say that the universe is ending? What kind of person starts a conversation like that? Which is a very good question, Windblade. Um, so yeah, we can see this battle just raging outside of Metroplex, just lasers, beautifully colored lasers everywhere. Um, you can just hear the Pink Floyd playing. <laughs> You can just hear it. And uh, Magnus is like, I know. But listen, okay, Bumblebee has a plan. We're going to take the fight to Shockwave. We need Metroplex to fight the Ammonites. Like, we got to get him up and going. Can you get him on his feet? And she's and like, she's like oh, yeah, I think that did it. She's <laughs> like, yeah, you know what, Magnus? You did that, buddy. That was you. And Metroplex is getting up. We can uh, see him. Yeah, and then he just starts taking out some... Ammonites. They look, it, it's like an yeah. awesome, awesome panel. Batting them away. <laughs> just like the clarity between, like, at, behind his swipes of his hands. It's really cool. It's a neat way that they did that. Um, and yeah, the Lost Light is like, we can see the Lost Light in the forefront, Metroplex in the background. Um, <laughs> and Bumblebee is like, so yeah, Magnus is like, okay, cool. Uh, Windblade and the others, they're going to do what they can. Metroplex is fighting. And B's like, thanks, Magnus. And uh, P.S. Megatron, looking good. Look at you. Yeah, um, he's and we hitting got on Megatron right now. He totally is. Bumpy, I see what you're doing. I see your game here. <laughs> but this panel, ooh, everybody looks real good in this panel. It's a good panel. It's very nice. We got Magnus, we got Megatron, we he's got like, Bumblebee, we got Getaway, Skids, Brainstorm, all well, of them looking he's, good. He's, he's listening. He's like, okay, uh, Magnus, you're real good at killing. That's great. We need that. Getaway, Skids, you're both secret agents. Okay, uh -huh. great. Brainstorm, you know all about the dead universe. Awesome. Megatron and Megatron is like I know what I am son back off <laughs> like I got this uh, and, and there's there's sweet loyal sound wave out there. <laughs> they land the ship because of course they're like we got to get back down there. So they land after they've kind of knocked most of the Ammonites off of them. And yeah, their sound wave like oh my god, Megatron, oh my god. <laughs> and he's like you're here, you're here. But uh, I mean you're on an like, Autobot ship. We, That's weird, but okay. <laughs> why are we hanging out with these demos still? And Megatron's <laughs> like just just roll with it for now. Yeah, he's like listen, shockwave or sound wave. We're doing this together, Bumblebee has command of the united forces and that's in italics there um and he just kind of leaves off which 
I do want to point out, I love this because this panel is Soundwave approaching Megatron. Like the two of them are walking towards each other. Megatron looking forward, I think. It's hard to tell. He's very, his face is very small. But without looking where he's blasting, <laughs> does just have his fucking fusion cannon going off, I murdering do love somebody. That. And he's just like, Soundwave, listen, <laughs> Bumblebee's in control here. Um, and of course, Soundwave is like, but that's, I don't, uh, what, um, so Soundwave, of course, having a little bit of a hard time with it, but then it gets even better because he's like, wait, I don't, like, there's too many people between us and the Crystal City and stuff. And then Starscream's like, hey, bitches, guess who's here and has a way to go directly <laughs> to Bet Crystal City. you thought you'd seen the last of me. Like, <laughs> which I love this moment because I'm like, yeah, it's like it's a Sagicon reunion. Look at these assholes. I love these guys. They're my favorites. Uh, we got Megatron and Soundwave and Starscream all together. Get out of here. This is great. It's um, so weird because it's uh, Starscream shows up with Metalhawk and Scoop. Like, yeah, the people he betrayed who want him to fail. Absolutely. Uh, Which, and also Rat Trap's down there. Just notice that. Yeah, we got a little Rat Trap. He's in rat form. And we have Skywarp, of course. Right. Um, Who, of course, Waspinator is Waspinator back key. there still. Too. Yeah, we still got Waspinator. So, yeah, Starscream shows up with his even Wasbinator still a surprise he's alive <laughs> like he's like whoa i am Wasbinator like, still I here i was supposed to be dead a while ago <laughs> uh but yeah it's starscream is like yep i have our way to get to shockwave right here um and metro or and metal hawk of course is like Star skywarp can teleport us he knows how to get to the inner sanctum and of course skywarp's like hey i said i could try like that's just let's start there um and, but even then, like, we have... Waspinator doesn't even want to be here. He's like, why, <laughs> He's like, he why has... do I have to be part of this? And uh, Starscream just says, like, they need they need people who know what they're getting into when they get into Crystal City. And, of course, Waspinator has been there for a while. Metalhawk has been there. So he's like, we need as many people as we can. Um, and the best part of that little panel, though, is Starscream <laughs> saying, on that note, is everybody ready to, uh, what's the phrase, roll on out? He asks, like an ant who doesn't quite know the Pokemon <laughs> thing that you're into. He's like, what is it? Transfer and roll in? That's the one. Yeah, that's what we're going to do uh so we have yeah this uh this oh, this good moment between megatron and starscream which i'm a sucker for these two anyway so i think a lot of moments between megatron sure. and starscream to me are great moments um and megatron scrapes his gun across <laughs> starscream's chest and says someone once told me always know your last move before you make your first and this is quite the opening gambit starscream which i'm like listen sexual tension between you two let's cool it because we have a war to win it's um, like he's keying his new car except he's his car is his body yeah absolutely like hey dick what if i did this scrape um <laughs> and starscream just like so pushes his hand away and he's oh like, yeah he asshole. pushes the fusion cannon away and he's like listen megatron i fucking rule this place <laughs> Uh, what the hell have you done lately? Because again, these Pretty two intense. never over each other. They will always have something to try to nag the other one about. And I kind of love it. Um, and, uh, he does point out that Megatron, all Megatron has is a half-baked plan with an Autobot never was and some cassettes, which like, <laughs> ooh, cool it mean girls. We get it. Both of you, you're very good. Let's just fucking go. And, and that's, that's kind of what That's immediately what B says. He's right. Like, he's all like, right, uh, let's just rein it in. Skywarp, make it bang happen. Bang this out later. Let's figure this out <laughs> for now. Let's save the planet first. And Skywarp's like, okay, okay, I'm gonna try this. Um, and he's like, 
like, but this is a lot of people. And Metalhawk, in the meantime, is like, Bumblebee, we, we gotta talk. Um, he's like, I love it, because he's like, now? Why would you Why would you think that now is a good time? Do I look like I have free time? Right, like, is this a nice, like, just a nice quiet moment for, for, uh, for us to have this discussion? <laughs> Let's just work for now. And so, as they're kind of trying to move closer, because Skyward was like, I can take people, but we gotta get closer. Um, we have Prowl, and the Constructicons trying to move people away from the Ammonites. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's sweet. We have Tankor here, which I won't say what his nickname is because it will show up very soon. It shows up in the Windblade, uh, continuity. Right. Um, I think in issue one, maybe, but, uh, we have one of the Tankors here running for cover and he's saying Constructicons cover him. And they're kind of like, Prowl, you do, I mean, there isn't really any place that's like out of the line of fire right now. You know this, right? Um, but that's essentially just to say that all of these guys are, like, they're in the thick of it, even if they're not with everybody. Prowl and the Constructicons are still trying to do something. Um, and, uh, they've got then all of a sudden, uh, we, and this is why we see these guys, why we focused in on them at the moment, because, oh, look who's showying up. Right. Um. Good old Monstructor. Monstructor. Yep. Uh, yeah, the Ammonites are tearing down the Titan. Monstructor is here. He's not going to make it easier. And they're like, dude, 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 come right. on. Right, like, the Ammonites are bad enough, but Mo- or Metroplex stood a chance. Now Monstructor's here. Like, can we do the like, thing? Let's do the like, thing. They're like, come on, let's do it. And let's Powell's do it. Let's like, do it. All right, let's do the thing. <laughs> he does. He just says, damn it, join together. And they form Devastator. And there and he is. He looks great cool. Great shot. Yeah, of some a gigantic bot and some really big bots and then lots of other big bots but look teeny <laughs> tiny next to everybody else especially uh, if you're a little cassette like Laserbeak there <laughs> and like Buzzsaw there it's phenomenal and then of course we have some hotties right up front here like Megatron and Magnus Ooh, well, look sure. <laughs> looking good um, and Bumblebee not the first time like, they've met no no it is not um, and Bumblebee's like oh shit is that Devastator um <laughs> And so they're essentially like, okay, we gotta do this, Skywarp. Let's, let's go. We gotta, we gotta warp. And Skywarp is trying. And yeah, again, he's like, like I, can't. Uh, I don't know if I can bring everybody. And Scoop is like, all right, well, I mean, if we stay out here, we'll still have stuff to do, certainly. Which uh, I love, I love what all ends up like coming about in these moments. But yes, Scoop is like, okay, we're not gonna get bored out here. So some of us will stay behind and Getaway's like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's right. Like certain <laughs> people have to go and others can stay. And Bumblebee's like, wait, no, there has to be way to take all of them um i do and- really love getaway's uh pose he's just like get a load of this mook <laughs> getaway is kind of he's like the new uh again like the you're you're new to this right like getaway's still <laughs> getting acclimated to like what, right. what the hell is this um even though he should be like he's been in this war for a long enough he knows what's going on um starscream tries to kind of brush off what scoop is doing he's like ugh. Scoop is always trying to like be nice to people and like do things for the greater good. Uh, just ignore him. And, what a uh, what a mook. <laughs> and Megatron, uh, because they're so romantic, it's like, hold on, Soundwave, what's your diagnosis? And Soundwave's like, you know what, the Autobots are right. Like, we are gonna stay. And uh, yeah, so some of them are like, all right, some of us are gonna stay here. The rest of us go. Which, of course, in this moment, you think, oh my god, we have seventy billion Ammonites coming in on us. This is a big, scary thing. Like, this is kind of a big sacrifice to make, to be like, you guys go, we'll stay yeah. here, and just keep fighting. 
And billion it, is a very large number. It's a very large number. And they kind of talk about that here in right. just a little bit. Um, but, uh, and even Ravage kind of sends him off. He's like, just tell him some cassette sent you, okay? And you're like, ah, Ravage. And Ravage, Starscream has like boy. a, he is a sweet boy. And Ra Starscream, like, before, as they're warping, is like, wait, Scoop, no, you can't actually stay there. And then they're, of course, have transported. And Scoop did stay there. Um, and Waspinator's here. He's so pleased. He's so amazed. <laughs> he's like, Waspinator made it. Like, again, he's, he's very just, he's still alive. I mean, every day, every, every minute he's still around <laughs> is a victim. Victory for Waspinator. It's a victory for Waspinator. Uh, <laughs> then immediately he gets stabbed through the chest. <laughs> he gets stabbed. I forgot about that. That page turn is so, it's so rough. Right. You're like, yay, Waspinator. Oh, shit, Waspinator. <laughs> no, and it's bludgeoned. Like, are you guys fucking kidding me? Um, and he's like, Metalhawk, you idiot. We knew that you were taking off and bringing people back with you. And Metalhawk, sweetheart, is like, Bludgeon, come on. Come be on our team. Um. And Metal immediately, Hawk, you like, have That's so much Hawk. faith in people. You really do, Metal Hawk. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> and Waspinator back there on the ground like, is asking why the universe hates him. <laughs> and it's so sad. Little oh, but little then we got the dudes who are fucking on it. Bumblebee and Megatron are immediately in a run. They are taking off. They are going off panel. Um, Magnus is boxing with Bludgeon at this yeah, point. Magnus cold cocks that guy first chance he gets. He's like, Bumblebee, you guys go. I'll take care of this asshole. And um, Skids is like, not alone, you won't. We're going to help you, Ultra Magnus, because I'm Skids and I'm a sweetheart. Um, and Brainstorm's suddenly like, ooh, I don't feel good. And Skids is like, you are so full of shit, Brainstorm. <laughs> get up here, help us out. And uh, so Megatron, Bumblebee, Starscream, uh, Metalhawk, and Ratchet. Yeah. Take off for Shockwave. Um, toward Jaxus's Jack ship is where Metalhawk says that they're going. Because again, he knows what they're doing. Um, and in this moment, this panel, I, so this is, in, I, I'm interested to hear anybody else's take on this, but like, it's sweet to me. It's sad, but also sweet and like a little romantic to me. Starscream is like astounded that he's like, Scoop, did you see what he did? He did that for me. Like, Scoop stayed behind and he's going to get himself killed and he did that for me. And I'm like, Aww. I don't know. It's Starscream. Yeah, like, I don't know. To me, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, Scoop seems like kind of sweetheart now, doesn't he, Starscream? <laughs> he's looking pretty. <laughs> good doesn't isn't he and rat trap uh, is like nah he's just doing he's that because like, he's doing his own thing just come on starscream quit fawning over that dude let's go um and yeah he's like he's trying to live right now we have to continue to not die um and metalhawk is like everybody shut up they're going to hear us um and so yeah they're like if we can sneak up on them and then of course here's gx is like what are you guys gonna do sneak up on who surprise <laughs> you're not gonna get past me uh, and he he totally just lays out Metal Hawk. Yeah, he does, and he is wearing this armor, right? Um, and he does call Starscream the Shrieking Son of a Legend, which I do with the Dark Prophecy, the the Dark Cybertron Prophecy. Soundwave or Shockwave? God, why do I keep confusing them with each other? Shockwave. I told you it, those waves. Damn it. Um, the fact that he foresaw Starscream. You know what I mean? Like coming to power. <laughs> I don't, I mean, it's impressive. It's the fact that he, you know, the whole stars shall scream and da da da. But then it's like, how, I don't know. There's, there's some questions to be had about the dark Cybertron prophecy. Um, but yeah, Bludgeon calls him the shrieking son of legend. Um, 
And yeah, he kind of is like taunting Starscream and saying, he right. He's saying, like, yep, this is all because of you, buddy. Yep, you let this happen. And Starscream is pissed and he shoots off his little shoulder cannons. Um, and of course, Jaxus is unharmed. He's like, my reactive armor can match anything you throw at me. I am noticing now that Jaxus' uh, armor got Metal Hawk's weird, like, fin things. Yeah, like it, it, right. It has his fin things and it's similar to Starscream new armor which they bring up so yeah he is he's kind of taking components of it's reactive armor so anything around him he can sort of pull unto himself right um and uh so then we cut to so while those guys are battling jaxus megatron and bumblebee got past them and uh megatron immediately starts shouting like shockwave get your ass out here and bumblebee's (laughs) like son of a bitch we were gonna try to sneak up on him um and Dreadwing is like, uh, get, get out of here. <laughs> and they immediately, Megatron's like, get the He's fuck just out of my house. He's into pieces. <laughs> yeah, Bumpy's like, what the hell, man? Did you have to do that? And they're like, I don't have to do anything. What a good line. <laughs> I love that guy. Even, and then, of course, even Dreadwing is like, well said. Oh, that's or Galvatron, right? Yeah, Galvatron back there. Right. So, guess who's back? And, um,. Of course, Megatron's just trying to find where Shockwave is. And the Galatron's like, uh, I mean, he totally betrayed me. Uh, don't, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna fight you. Let's team up. And Megatron's like, you dick, you tore me in half. Uh, and he, he's totally just beating the ever-loving heckin' out of him. And, um, Bumblebee, Bumblebee yeah. Yeah, he's like, hey, uh, you don't, uh, don't maybe, because that's like the whole thing you've been fighting against for a while now. And he does, I mean, br- yeah, he brings up, brings up some good points. So he's like, what, okay, so then if you kill him, right. is this kind of just like, uh, like a, being a, a violent, revenge-focused dick is not working out for you. Try something else. Right. He's like, is this a preview of this world you plan on building after this? Like, you know, if somebody... He even says each blow invites a bullet. Every death is answered by ten. Like, let's cool it. Like, this has gotten you nowhere. You said this yourself, which is true. Um... And he, yeah, like, and Bumpy, and it's so sweet. It's like this nice moment where he's, he's like working with Megatron. He's trying to appeal to Megatron and what he knows Megatron can be. And he's like, all those years ago when you dreamed of a life outside of the Energon mines, is this what you wanted? Like, aren't you, you know, you're, you'd wanted to be the type of person who would rather kill than not kill? Um, Which is a, Megatron, a heck of a statement. It's a very much a heck of a statement because then even in the next panel, Megatron's face it kind of betrays exactly how he feels about what Bumblebee is saying. He's not pouty necessarily, but you can tell he's he's thinking about what he's saying. He's not happy with the reality of what's being said. Um, and Bumblebee's just kind of saying like, you know what, like good and bad and friends and enemies, like listen, like everything's more complicated than that. We can't just define people by these labels. So let him live. Let Galvatron join us. And then, and it's so sweet because Megatron puts down Galvatron and Bumblebee says, see, we're stronger together than apart. And you're just kind of like, yeah. And then Bumblebee catches a laser in the back. And then he catches a laser in the back. So B, you did good. And then Shockwave shoots him. And Megatron confirms Bumblebee is dead. Yep. 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 And there you go. That's the death of the hero. And Uh, he freaks out on Shockwave, punches him in the face, is just shouting, he's dead. And Shockwave's like, I don't give a shit. Shockwave's like, dead isn't a thing anymore. Like, Megatron, I'm trying to fix this. Why aren't you hearing about this girl? Like, I'm (laughs) going to solve all of that. 
and and he's he's walking him through everything. He's like, uh, so I'm gonna unmake the universe. Nothing's gonna exist, and you're already too late to stop it because the time drive is activated. Yeah, and it's just part of him. Like the time drive is activated. It's part of Shockwave. There's nothing to do to stop it. And then we go back to brainstorm, being like, for real, you guys. Though somebody gave me a ratchet, <laughs> so you know he's not just faking it. Skins. Yeah. He's not just trying to get out of the fight with Bludgeon. He's he's um, freaking out pretty hard. And even then, Blood. Skids is like I'm kind of busy here, honey. Like Bludgeon, Bludgeon here needs to be taken down a peg or three. Um, and then Bludgeon turns on Skids, and he's like, "You know what, Dick? You just steal moves. Like you're not even that good." Because of course, as we know, Skids is a super learner. So he starts ragging sure. on Skids. He starts telling him that he's not as good as he thinks he is, and that he's so much better. Which I mean, to a degree, you're like, I mean, I get what Bludgeon's saying. I, I can, I can appreciate his argument here. Um, and Skids is just like, you know what? Shut up. Uh, and then Brainstorm collapses. Uh, yes. Bludgeon skids. stabs Skids. Brainstorm yes. falls over because he's about to puke. And uh, Magnus just like, oh my god, oh my god. And then he <laughs> also gets kicked in the face by Bludgeon. Right. Um, and then and... a fist pops out of Brainstorm's <laughs> chest. That's right. Like somebody's suddenly crawling through Brainstorm's chest and he's shouting. And lest we forget, we've seen with Megatron, when you have a, a portal, when you have a... <laughs> Uh, a space bridge in you and people right. are coming out of it it is super painful so of course obviously now you're like oh that's why brainstorm is in so much pain and feels so terrible um bludgeon is about to stab ultra magnus right through and then he gets shot yeah by uh orion heckin pax wait no optimus prime close enough and it's this cool action pose of all these dudes we <laughs> like a whole bunch and brainstorm on the ground in the background i like that cyclonus is definitely posing oh so much he's like "Ooh, ultra magnus is about to look mm-hmm. and he like straightens his back <laughs> and like puts his hands on his hips looking real good um and that's Rod, that's that's 11 right there that's 11 uh so these boys are back so at least the boys now we are know back in town oh you know what that is one of my favorite songs um but yeah so there uh there you go yeah and there you go everybody's in one spot so now we won't be flipping at least to the dead universe even if they're all in different places at least everybody's on cybertron which yay victory uh and 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 now now we roll right into the ultimate issue the ultimate issue the finale of dark cybertron i hope everybody has enjoyed their time thus far because this is not uh, more than meets the eye nor is it robots in disguise this is just dark cybertron issue number 12 guys don't worry i know you were upset but whirl is on this front page he has dialogue it's terrific it's everything you could ever want it's very good it really is um so it's the universe is sort of collapsing in on itself because of uh shockwave yes even the text at the top says we are on cybertron it is not the present nor the present past nor the present nor the future it is just the end of time period and um yeah we have uh ironhide trying to talk to the dinobots and uh he's like why can't we just take them out to the wilderness um and slug who we now know he reminds he lets ironhide know like my name is slug now p.s um (laughs) he's like ironhide i don't even know where we are we cannot take them out to the wilderness also wasn't that all megatron anyway um 
and uh, RC, which I do think it's funny that everybody just inherently takes to calling these things, these things mini cons. Like Brainstorm made it as a joke when they were all in <laughs> Metroplex. But since then, like two other people have called them mini cons. And I think it's funny. And then very sweetly, Whirl is like, they're Ammonites. Call them by their actual name. Yeah. And RC is like, why? There's billions of there trying to kill us. And Whirl's like, well, I mean, they got their own thing going on. Like they've kind of been enslaved by Shockwave, but right Right now they were like in this giant war and a couple back come months back i sort of like upended the war there's a whole thing going on so like i kind of maybe caused all this it and is this by the way uh did i mention that i also caused like all of this from the beginning <laughs> right, like did i ever tell you about how like i started our war like uh so I, yeah i mean all these ammonites on our ass is kind of my fault and like this war that we've been in is also kind of my fault did i ever tell you about that which i do love that like we're all but as much as like metal hawk wanting to talk to bumblebee was not the moment somehow world <laughs> telling rc about all this at this time is the moment i mean because like, this is just a tuesday feels... for them they're right. always like, doing they don't this give a shit. shit yeah like <laughs> and i love that like after all that rc's just like we should hang out more and i'm like yes you should <laughs> yes please do right like rc and world are like this is us. This is you and me, Greg Mercer. Like, this is... Absolutely. That was them. They're probably like, we should make a podcast after all <laughs> this happens. I think it's a good idea. Uh, and then we get another excellent two-page spread. So good. And there's Ron right in the forefront. He's like, no, I'm getting up front for this one. He's like, I see the camera there. I'm going to move and make sure it gets my good side. Again, dear sweet world. Yeah, looking good. We got RC next to him, of course. Mm -hmm. I mean, and those two, yeah, wise to stick together because they're both maniacs in the best way when it comes to love killing. They do. They're good at it. Um, and yeah, so uh, we have then, of course, the the lost light is back in the air. Um, and the boys up there are like, let us know how we're doing. Like, right. what's going on? Oh, my God. Which I love that Perceptor's kind of a... like, well, we've killed about 10,000, but that doesn't mean <laughs> dick shit. Because so. poor sweet Hound is like, we're doing pretty good then, right? And Perceptor's <laughs> like, Hound, uh, 70 billion minus 10,000, 10,100 stomp watch, which is Chrome Dome <laughs> off panel, letting everybody know, or mainframe. It's either Chrome Dome or mainframe being right. like, uh, don't worry, Metroplex is stomped on a least a hundred of them so uh you know uh but i do love that unnecessary but also completely necessary addition of stomp watch <laughs> there um stomp but watch. Yeah. <laughs> perceptor is like 70 billion minus 10,100 still 70 billion like i don't know where you learn math honey but that's what it is which you know what hound is not a mathematician perceptor um he's got don't a get me wrong. bomb on his shoulder he didn't go to <laughs> high school come on come on um, I do love Perceptor. Again, I will say I'm one of the OGs of loving Perceptor. I loved Perceptor back in the day when he was a giant nerd. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So then we cut to, um, the Star ship, Jaxus's ship, where, of course, yes, right. Starscream and company are fighting against Jaxus. And uh, Starscream is like, oh, this is how you want to end this, Jaxus? By cosplaying as me, which I fucking <laughs> love. Shout out to cosplayers. Jaxus um, uh, once again saying, like, well, my armor, like, everything that you got going on, I got going on. 
so yeah and he's saying i know this armor better than you do like you just put it on you don't even know what you have um and uh metal hawk is like well if he keeps him distracted i can figure out how to do everything else right he's like you just keep fighting him that's fine um and uh yeah like they're all and of course everything is just kind of culminating we have shockwave with all this time stuff and then we have the ammonites and just like everything's pounding into one place everything's coming in on icon um but uh he's and metalhawk points out he's like it all relies on a combination of shockwaves ores including the one that brought me back to life because of course as we know that's the only reason we, why we have metalhawk here is because of the re- uh, regeneration right. life ore uh, uh, i do love that rat trap is like look metalhawk that's great i don't care i'm thinking about my life i've never kissed anybody never had a great <laughs> steak never climbed a mountain yeah, there's a lot of things that he's got to do still and he uh, wants to do all exactly of it. it's important for rat trap to and live I, a satisfied life. That's right. All of you out there, live a satisfied life. Do not let the shockwaves in your life destroy everything before you get to have a satisfying life. Don't be a um, rat trap. Be a whirl. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a shirt. Um, <laughs> and it's interesting because Jaxus keeps referring to Starscream as his like prophecy names because um, he's saying, accept my thanks, Shrieker of Stars. And you're just like, dude, come on. Um, and Starscream is just getting, then he's shouting to Metalhawk, like, hey, Metalhawk, I know I killed you, but oh my god, please fucking hurry up. Um, and Metalhawk now here has a moment of clarity. And he's like, okay, I know what I kind of have to do here. But before we can see what he's about to do, we cut to poor, poor Brainstorm, who has just had four <laughs> grown men come out of his chest. <laughs> he gave birth to Optimus Prime, Rodimus. <laughs> Uh, Cyclonus, Cup, and Nightbeat. He had five grown dudes come out of his chest. Um, Uh, And of course, yeah, it's been quite a time here. Icon has and Cybertron together has seen better. Um, Rod is still posing like a hero here. He didn't get the memo that Magnus is not looking at him anymore. (laughs) Um, But he does. Brainstorm says that's the single most unpleasant thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) Rod says it could have been worse. We could have been doing the splits on the way out which like who even thinks to write that kind of shit it's so funny um and uh optimus prime of course and magnus kind of have a moment where they're like eh. like so what's uh, going on and they'll yeah. have shockwave gonna become the entire universe and, <laughs> and optimus is like okay got it where is he <laughs> like, like where do i find him and skiz like, is like you that didn't make a ton of sense optimus <laughs> you're kind of just rolling with it but okay optimus prime is really good at thinking on his feet i mean you imagine after four million years of war he has to be used to just being like okay you said like, the lions okay. are just hanging out in the carousel okay cool where's that i'm gonna go take care of it <laughs> and um yeah, Skids is like, uh, Megatron's trying to stop him. Next level down. And uh, uh, then we have Nightbeat being like, hey, uh, Cyclonus needs help. And yeah. uh, Also, I, I need help. And then they both collapse. Right. <laughs> Poor babies. Like, let's just and then Cup collapses. They're like, I can't even. I um, Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna sleep here. You guys, you guys got this. <laughs> right, like, I'm just gonna wake me up when it's time to be woken up. And Brainstorm, luckily, is like, hey, I'm a dead universe expert. Uh, all of these dudes kind of need the dead universe to live, which is true, if right. we think about it. Cup 
it was one with the dead universe, Nightbeat, and then we saw Cyclonus's um, barrier got shattered, so he was also dead while they were in the dead universe. Um, which again, the point, the the fact that all those dudes were allowed to be birthed from Brainstorm's chest, which I think that's like the third consecutive week <laughs> I've used the term birthed on the show, which is disgusting sounding, and I apologize, everybody. Um, but uh, the fact when Brainstorm in that earlier panel, we saw him kind of quote unquote die. That was kind of the pathway opening up. Like, there you go. That's right. right. Um, so anyway, so he's saying, listen, Brainstorm saying at his lab, he can help them potentially, but he can't take everybody back there themselves because clearly they can't carry themselves. And so he says, which one of you hero types is going to walk away from Shockwave for that? Which I think that alone, it doesn't seem like a big moment, but that's kind of a big deal. Like, yeah. because the panel is referring to Ultra Magnus, Optimus Prime, and Rodimus. All We're dudes all big kind hero of types who want to take types. on Shockwave. Yes, like every single one of them wants to be there to bring an end to the chaos that every Everybody is now feeling so brainstorm and just to yeah like take a moment and say this is actually par for the course from what we've seen from brainstorm even very recently he was quick to call optimus orion pax he had no qualms about it like brainstorm's very much a person who's just kind of like this is how it is he's not beating around the bush he's not worried about how he appears to other people this is just he's a straight shooter that he is a straight shooter and i like it i like brainstorm a whole lot so um so yeah he's like hey who's gonna help me because these guys are about to die and i can maybe help them but you gotta walk away from shockwave for that and so yeah that's a big question and speaking of shockwave yeah he is sort of beating the shit out of megatron so yes he is now firing his own hand cannon and megatron and they're fighting and um he's and yeah he's kind of like taunting megatron a little bit um he's saying your war like everything megatron did allowed him to cultivate these ores and bring this moment about and go unnoticed because who was paying attention to shockwave when there was a war going on nobody yeah he's just going around to weird planets with frozen birds on them yeah you know like you do um and so megatron of course is like what so now you destroy the universe like that's i don't that and again shockwave was like i'm not destroying anything i he's creating a singularity like nothing's being destroyed everything's just kind of being pulled together is how shockwave sees it um and the megatron of course is like that doesn't like there's no life if there isn't struggle and change and history you are destroying everything and but shockwave sees that as paradise is what he calls it uh, which is an interesting way to think about it. It is. I and mean, he's saying you're he, the only one who exists. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it could be if, right. If everything is one singularity, everything is just one point of light in the darkness as he keeps putting it. Um, but yeah, he does say he's disappointed in Megatron for not seeing the parallels between their, both of their goals. Um, and Megatron, of course, is then having to kind of reiterate what he was seeing with the Decepticon cause. And he is saying that they were fighting for peace and equality. And Shockwave's like, right, exactly. The lowliest yeah. cassette and the most honored senator on the same level. 
He's That's like, that means what I he's can doing. Just kill all of them. Right. Everybody in one space means everybody's equal. Um, and he does call Bumblebee Megatron's friend, and Megatron starts saying Bumblebee was not my friend. Um, <laughs> I don't even know that guy. Like, I barely even know him. We did not have one sleepover together. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. And Shockwave was like, Nah, you were upset when I killed him. Um, but you've killed millions of Autobots, and you don't give a shit about them. So clearly, this guy meant something to you. Um. And yeah, and he's even saying, Shockwave is saying that all life is equal. He just assigns it a quantifiable value, which is zero. And Megatron, of course, is getting very upset because obviously to some degree, Shockwave makes total sense. And you're like, I mean, uh, yes, but no, (laughs) you know that that's not what Megatron ever intended. This is like taking everybody to die. Right. Uh, But then Magnus and Optimus show up. Yeah. It's interesting because this is sort of the first time we see Shockwave begin to waver. Yes. Oh, and uh, I do have to say, I... I'm a big fan with how things turn out with Shockwave. I don't know how most people feel about this. I am a fan with what, what, with what happens here in these coming pages. Um, and the fact that yes, this is the moments where we start to see Shockwave waver that I think it's very well done. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just me. So, um, yes, we have Magnus and Optimus show up and, uh, Shockwave again is just kind of still just spewing his nah, I'm <laughs> I've become what eternity circles into. I am the light that illuminates everything. And um oh and he shoots Ultra Magnus. So, sure. you know, a good thing Rod went to help everybody just so Magnus <laughs> could get shot. Um and uh, well and but even before then shockwave says i've disarmed your friend and now i'm gonna do the same too and then before he can finish this thought he has a moment right where he says wait a minute friend and like that word kind of like triggers something and he like flashes back to his own empurata and shadow play for a hot second and then he starts kind of like pushing oh, back, back against it. it he's doing a little bit of kylo ren he's <laughs> punching his own wound and is like oh sorry if anybody hasn't <laughs> seen star wars uh, i don't think you've spoiled anything there okay <laughs> but yeah no there you go um just yeah but so he's go see yeah. star wars for the record. yeah there you go i won't say anything else about it but yeah go see star wars it's really good even if you like aren't a huge star wars person just go see it um and yeah, Shockwave is just kind of like, no, 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 I'm all that there is or ever will be. And then we do cut back to, yes, like you were saying, speaking of Rodimus, here are the, this is the crew taking everybody back to uh, hopefully get them fixed up. Right. Cyclonus is kind of like kneeling <laughs> at like, him. Right. Like, I'm kind of like, Cyclonus, cool it. What the hell's your problem? <laughs> like, he starts like kind of, uh, like, uh, yeah, like, uh, taunting Rodimus almost. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, you're running away from Shockwave. Like, I might be dying, but you're running away from Shockwave. And you're like, Cyclonus, are you drunk? <laughs> he's like, okay, right now, I can't run. And all <laughs> Also, I'm like rising above you by pretending to misunderstand you. I ain't no coward, buddy. <laughs> Which is pretty funny, and I love it. Um, and of course, Cyclonus is like, I didn't ask anybody to save me. Which again, you just kind of sound a little bit drunk, honey. Which is fine, but I would wonder how. Um, and uh, and even then, Nightbeat is like, oh my gosh, 
Cyclonus, shut up. You are talking so much because you're worried about tailpipe. And Cyclonus is like, <laughs> it is tailgate. And I swear to God, Nightbeat, if you don't stop <laughs> talking about him. But you're like, oh, Nightbeat has... And Nightbeat's like, look, there's a lot of other things. I'm not worried about you trying to kill me right now. Yeah, like, you're the last thing I'm worried about. Um, and Brainstorm, of course, makes a joke. He's like, did you guys manage to open the portal of my chest by harnessing the power of bickering? Oh, my God. Um, because, of of course, everybody's just nitpicking each other. Everybody's trying to get at each other. But um, of course, like the whole reason that they were able to travel through Brainstorm is because right. he was part of the dead universe at that point. Yes, because Rodimus is like, we heard a drinking song coming from Nova Prime's <laughs> corpse. And of course, since there would be like a parallel between Nova Prime's corpses, um, it was, yes, they were able to go through that to the one that had kind of embedded itself through some power, through some dead universe power, kind of killed Brainstorm. Sure. And uh, so there you go. There was a link between Nova Prime in the dead universe and Nova Prime in this known universe being he was kind of part of Brainstorm. Hopefully that makes sense. Right. I mean, as much as it possibly can. <laughs> Uh, and so Cyclonus is saying, like, look, I get it, that's great, but if you don't, like, beat Shockwave, then all of this is for nothing. Right, like, we, yeah, um... Right, like they kind of step out and they are immediately greeted by all the Ammonites and there's Monstructor there. Um, and uh, Rodimus is just like, listen, I feel responsible for all of you. And um, he's, what is he even saying here? He's, he's like, saying, uh, like, it's it's maybe not the smart move to have gone back and saved you all, but I'm not interested in the smart move. I'm interested in saving my crew. Right, right, okay. And then as he's trailing off, it's kind of because... All of a sudden, literally right. in the air above them, they can see what the hell is going on with Shockwave pulling all of time into one moment here. Um, and That's like, pretty wild. It really is. Uh, like, I and it's funny because of course we're seeing moments that we've experienced together as right. readers and uh and tailgate yeah the tailgate move and uh yeah we see windblade there we can see um whirl punching uh megatron yeah like the start of everything is right there we have megatron so megatron pulling the matrix from optimus prime is something that we saw with all hail megatron there's old ironhide which was in the ends of all hail megatron leading into transformer ongoing we can see the decepticon back there which happened at the very end of ongoing leading into these um yeah megatron is a minor megatron getting beaten beaten up we can see starscream's short-lived stint as an la guy there in like that <laughs> bottom panel um yeah all Star important moments. <laughs> exactly um but they can literally see all of this happening which is bizarre. In <laughs> uh, Starscream, G-Axis is like, you did this. All of this is you, Starscream. Like, yeah, you know, this was all you, right? Um, and uh, he's, and he's, of course, yeah, just a, a lot of like the villains are just pontificating at this point. They're just kind of talking to be heard. Um, and Starscream, of course, for a moment was kind of like, you realize you're going to be destroyed by this too. And he's like, I just do what I do for the greater good. And, uh, <laughs> and Metalhawk now is kind of siding with Jaxus. He's like, uh, Jaxus, don't bother. That guy sucks. He doesn't understand what the greater good means. And uh, Starscream's like, oh my God, really, Metalhawk? Now <laughs> we're going to talk about it now. And, um, but this is the moment where Metalhawk is like, okay, listen. Everything Shockwave does, has done, has to, has been to keep everything in perfect order. We just have to mess up the order. And if I 
join this connection of ores, I will mess that messes, up. Yeah, her. he he dismantles the whole system. Right. He's essentially he is the wrench that he's going to throw into the works. Um, which is what yeah, and he says, and he his kind of last thing is that like Starscream before you took my life for Penny Gain. This time I get to choose. I'm going to give my life for everybody else. And in that moment too, Starscream stabs Jaxus through, and he's like, "Hey, guess what, idiot? I didn't even know I had swords on this <laughs> thing, but you were using yours, so I knew I had some, and now I'm killing you with them. Isn't that funny? And it is. It's pretty funny. Yeah." Um, uh- <laughs> And I love that, like, Rat Trap, who sort of exists in the void for this panel, is like, hey, uh, also, I think the world is ending, like, here locally first. Right. Like, this is happening right outside. Um, and then he's like, and for, for the minicons, that is, is what he says. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the minicons are all just exploding. The ammonites, pardon me. Um, and it sort of even says, like, Unless maybe they've combined into a poorly coordinated fireworks display. <laughs> and Whirl is pissed that they are exploding. He's, He's called, like, oh, come on. Like, I was having fun. Like, I was supposed to destroy you. If you guys just explode, <laughs> that's not fair. Um, and Swoop is like, oh, my God, who did this? Who can I thank? Thank goodness. Um, and Metroplex is like, they're like, oh, no, it must have been him. He must have just unleashed some crazy, crazy titan, titan magic. magic. You know, those old wizard titans. Um, well, and it's so cute now, this moment we have Nautica, she's got her face played on, which I love, by the way. Um, yeah. and she's like, I've never seen Metroplex's brain flare up like this. What is he saying? And Windblade's like, he's not saying anything. He's laughing. <laughs> um, which is kind of adorable. Like, uh, giant old Metroplex is like, ah. <laughs> oh, I, I do love that, that Magnus calls in, or not Magnus, but whoever this is on the Lost Light. Uh, okay. and like, it's the Lost Light. Do you copy? And Nautica's like, you've reached Gromi on line one. How can I help? <laughs> uh yeah i'm here to help you how can i direct your call and mainframe <laughs> is like okay uh we're gonna do something but we need you guys there in metroplex to help us out and i, uh, I, I love these like we're about to break something we need you to pick off the pieces she's like i don't i don't know what that means right, like, like it's, uh yeah. the ammonites have realized the game's up but my instructor hasn't got the message we're gonna deliver it to him personally she's like i still don't I, <laughs> tell, you're tell gonna me exactly to, what you're gonna do yeah just to explain what you're doing here and the mainframe's like oh my god we're gonna use the lost light to smash the big multicolored decepticon (laughs) into six little decepticons which we'd like for you to beat up which is then yeah they're like okay let's do this so we have the lost light zooming towards the two titan or not even titans the two uh combiners who are fighting um and they're like, okay, Prowl, if you've still got yeah. any control there, hey, get hey, the hell out of the way. Move. <laughs> yep, and he does. He kind of steps back, and they smash into Monstructor. Yeah. And then the girls come out, and it's it, there's a cute moment where Nautica's like, oh, okay, uh, right. Chromia fights, so this should be something I can do. <laughs> and Windblade's like, okay, it's all right, Nautica. Just uh, watch our seat, because she is fucking nailing it over there. <laughs> she calls her her sister-in-arms. I love it. <laughs> It's quite darling. I, of course, am biased towards those ladies. Um, and, uh, Cup is calling the lost light a tough old bird. Um, <laughs> cause yeah, now we're flipping back to those guys who were trying to get some help here. And, uh, Nightbeat is immediately like, where'd you, where'd you get this ship? 
And uh, Rod, I would like to point out here, says I, it was a sort of present. Drift got it for me, which, uh, gay. And uh, <laughs> Nightbeat is like, ah, I mean, it's fine. It's a mystery for another day, which kind of makes go, oh, interesting. I wonder if that'll ever come up again. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I don't, that's not really the sort of thing that happens. In these well, places. he does say it's a mystery for another day, assuming there is one mm-hmm. being another day or maybe another mystery. Who knows? Um, mm. Regardless, we have brainstorm here who has like floating like like a floating right. test tube uh, holder tiny, here <laughs> tiny little rack there the briefcase dangling off his wrist still yeah he's like i gotta do this right now i gotta okay and it, he's like okay so whatever is in the briefcase uh-huh. uh the universe ending is not a big enough threat to open it correct that's interesting to me but I I know what's in the briefcase. All right. All right. Don't tell me. I will oh, don't worry. I would never. I promise you and everybody listening, <laughs> I would never. Um suffice it to say, we might find out soon. Yeah. But anyway, uh, right. while we're here, we don't know what's in the briefcase. And um it, brainstorms like, oh okay, just letting everybody know. Right. Uh okay. saying like, by the uh, way, this is probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do. It's really complicated and it's he's sucks. just kind of rambling and kind of and I feel like, you know, maybe you've been here where you're like, Oh, now everybody's suddenly depending on me and watching me do this thing and I'm kind of second guessing if I'm even capable of doing this. I'm a little bit overwhelmed. And that's kind of he's just kind of rambling and letting this all out and uh Rod knows exactly what to do in this situation. He's like, you know what? I get it. Who wouldn't be overwhelmed? Who wouldn't freeze up? I mean, the only person <laughs> I can think of is Perceptor. And per- Brainstorm is immediately like, oh, you son of a bitch. Well done, Rod. Well done. <laughs> like, fine. All right. Like, all right. I'll make it happen because fuck if I'm going to let Perceptor be better than me at anything. Um, And he does. Way to go, Brainstorm. Way to go, Rod. Um. And uh, uh but and we're back at Shockwave and Optimus duking it out. That's right. And uh yeah, Shockwave's looking for him and uh <laughs> I love that Shockwave immediately is like, So I know I can just beat the shit out of you, and you know I can just beat the shit out of you. So you're probably about to start talking, right? <laughs> right. Like that's probably what's gonna happen. And immediately Optimus is like, I fear that would make for somewhat still to conversation. <laughs> but as much know, as going as, into his whole thing. Of course. And like it is and here's the thing about it though, is that it is a little blowhardy, it is a little Optimus Prime. But there's something I, obviously there's something I really love about this. He says, the shockwave I once knew, my shockwave was full of life, which to me is incredibly sweet. It's incredibly, uh. I mean, they were, they were very much. I mean, right. Like, take from it what you will, but clearly they were very close. And clearly shockwave meant something very great to Orion Pax and following obviously then to optimus prime um his memory of shockwave is not obviously this person who is now in front of him um and he even says like his shockwave which i love that that descriptor of my shockwave is very sweet um and he says he'd laugh at the world at one minute and he'd throw punches at the next which is true, like, from what we've seen of Senator Shockwave. He was kind of a spaz. He was all over the place. <laughs> he, he didn't always know how to control his emotions, which I, I appreciate. I can, I feel that. Um, 
But then, yeah, Optimus does say that that shockwave died when the Senate took a pair of scissors to his brain and cut his personality into new shapes. And then he says, you died in the, in an instant in the twist of a scalpel and it was over. And then he's, oh God. And then he keeps going. He's like, I <laughs> bled slowly to death. And like, and it's very like, like, I feel like even Magnus would, or Megatron would be back there like, damn, Prime, like, this is the stuff you should be writing. It Not is, your uh, like, very dramatic. It's very dramatic. It's, very but my uh, favorite thing is that megatron shows up and just shoots prime <laughs> in the back and he's like it's always about you and your midlife crisis well and i don't even know i think he shoots shockwave just past him sure. i don't think he's hitting uh, unless i don't I know mean, he I got knocked he, down yes he did get knocked down because there's some smoke coming off of him but yes megatron's like oh my god listen <laughs> I've had enough of you. Um, he's like, I if I have to listen to another one of these fucking speeches. And he's like, listen, I'm going to talk to him now. And then he, of course, just shouts, shockwave. And then he's like, okay, <laughs> listen, you have the universe and all of time and space in the palm of your hand, but I have an Autobot symbol in the palm of my hand. And we hate those guys, but look at me. Um, and Megatron then just kind of goes on to be like, this used to be our oppressors. These were our corrupt, the corrupt Times and the senators and we hated them um and he's yeah he's saying he's, that like look this can change i can change you can change right because he even is then like trying to speak to shockwave of the past because he's like you senator shockwave you used to stand up against these people just like i did so both of them are trying to reach the shockwave who was lost you know, four million years ago. Um, and then Megatron doesn't even say this symbol belonged to my friend Bumblebee. And, um, yeah, he says he fought for freedom, honest freedom. And then, yeah, and he kind of gives a shout out to Prime there. And then he puts on Bumblebee's symbol. And yeah, there you go. If I can change, so can you. It's what he says. Uh, and Shockwave is, is starting to really come off the hinges here. Yeah. Uh, he shoots at Megatron. Right. He's in Megatron saying, no, this isn't some trick. This is me saying what's going to happen here. Uh, Shockwave Which... is saying, like, I'm losing focus. And if I lose focus, you know that I lose control of the time drive. Right. So he's like, you guys are just trying to throw me off. Oh my God, shut up. Like, just let me do this. And, um, and both of these two beautiful idiots are standing here and they're like, no, we're trying to help you gain control. We're not trying to make you lose control. We're trying to help you gain it. Um, an Optimus like of you. And I, I, I'm such a sucker for like all this past shockwave stuff. Like this last panel or these last it's two so panels. Good. It really is. Cause you know, Optimus is saying we're trying to help you gain control of yourself, of your past, of the person who you were, because you do remember who you were, don't you, Senator Shockwave? And then we see like that last, last panel is the shockwave he used to be when he had like a face. And, and here he is sort of saying, what have, what's, what's happened to me? What have they turned me into? Right. So the connection's been made. Like right. that kind of like he's somehow, and I don't know exactly how obviously like shadow play works. In the fact that, cause like in other stories, something called the zero point is brought up where like a brain can't necessarily, like it's almost everything should be working, but there must be a microscopic kind of, uh, break somewhere in the system. And that's the zero point. And you have to, so I don't know if this is something similar to the zero point that like, 
he was able to make these connections again and kind of reverse the shadow play happening that mm. happened to him. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know exactly what to make of this, but whatever it is, he is remembering being right. a senator. I and like Optimus the, is trying to hold on to this. Yeah, and he's saying, remember the so bench sweet. that we sat on. Oh my God. This uh, like makes me like tear up when I read this. It's like, <laughs> and, he, and Shockwave even says that like that's the only thing he fixed. His greatest achievement right. was fixing a bench. Right. Like they would sit on a bench and they just wanted a decent bench. And like the fact that Prime says things like, our bench next to the Arquin Memorial, which we've seen. Right. We have seen all of this yeah, happen. Yeah, saw that bench. Yeah. And he says next to the Energon bar that was never open. Like those little details make it feel suddenly very real. Like a broken bench next to a bar that was never open. The bench with the broken leg. And then, yeah, Shockwave fixed it. And it's the only thing he fixed that he can like claim any sort of significance over. Um and then he says, yeah, and he's even like, he's acknowledging, like, I went from fixing a bench to breaking the universe. How did that happen? And Megatron's like, great. So we did it, right? <laughs> we're good. You can just stop the time drive and we're safe. Like, yes. Uh, no, the, the time drive isn't getting turned off. Yeah. Like it's, it's part of me. So, uh, it doesn't get turned off, which, uh, and then he does say, he says, I need to ask Orion Pax for one last favor. And you're like, damn it, Shockwave. Damn you. First of all, calling him Orion Pax because that's your boyfriend. Um, and Mega and Optimus obviously knows exactly what right. he has to do. So, and, and even what he says here, and like, I'm not going to like bore all you by reading it off, but like, it's so, I don't know. It's I intense. like it. It's very intense and it makes me tear up. Um, but yeah, he's essentially saying like, he's listing off all the things that Shockwave had done before, you know, because of course he worked with the outliers and he tried to help people. And he says every naive young law officer whose eyes he opened and every minor who he made sure was safe, which of course is him referring directly to himself and to Megatron, which is, uh, that's so sweet. Um, and then he says he promises that he will remember him as he was, which is the last thing that Senator Shockwave asked before his shadow play at Empirata. Right. And then they shoot him. They both shoot him. Uh, and the singularity is sort of... Uh, Reversed. It's, right. It's imploding we see on if itself. kind of go back. Pulling everything in. Uh, they all have to escape. Megatron is the only one who goes back <laughs> for Bumblebee's body. Yeah. He's like, we got to get him. And Optimus and Megatr Magnus are like, we don't have time. We got to go. Uh, uh, I really super like this one panel of the singularity expanding because it's sort of the, the last image of post Empirata shockwave sort of expanding and destroying everything around it. Uh, mm -hmm. And the lost light is escaping, you know, it shows yeah. up and it's like, hey, guys, uh, let's all get out of here, please. Yeah. So there you go. They'll be right. Because Mega Megatron is like uh, prime. What's the point? Like, which I think is interesting because um, Megatron wants to pick up B's body and Optimus Surprise at Prime says we don't have time. We have to run. And Magna Megatron goes, what are we run running from? Like, we can't get away from this. Um, which, so to me, that says that Megatron knows that they can't unrun, outrun the singularity or this vortex, but he's still wanting to get Bumblebee's body. Like, he's still, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's right. sweet. That's nice. Like, that's so sweet of you, Megatron. Um, but luckily, yes, they do. They get away from it because there you go. Rod still gets to play hero. Yeah. Rod's going to save all of them. 
uh, <laughs> Soundwave is down there, uh, and uh. it's really good. They say, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, Megatron's on the ship. All right, good. And Ravage is like, he saved the day again. Good job. Uh, right. Like, if Megatron saved the day, the Autobots have no choice but to hail him as a hero. Uh, and then Soundwave is, is freaking out because he knows Megatron is wearing an Autobot symbol. Mm-hmm. He can feel it. And he's just... Which, uh, poor, I feel so bad for Soundwave. Like, just because of what we've seen with his past and, like, kind of where he came from and what he's had to deal with. And the fact that, because, like, Megatron was his, was kind of, like, this bastion for him. Like, Megatron was finally a person who understood him. And, um, and his concern for his cassettes and, you know what I mean? Like, and now to see, to feel Megatron wearing the Autobot symbol, obviously, is going to be, like, devastating. Um... But, uh, but, and as he's making this observation, Galvatron shows up with Skywarp and with Dreadwing, and he's like, yep, um, I'm glad some of you Decepticons are still feeling like Decepticons, um, and Skywarp is even like, hey, look who I found, can we keep him? (laughs) Um, they're like, what, Galvatron? What the hell? And so, of course, Galvatron's like, well, if Megatron's gonna bail, I'm gonna step in. Uh, yeah, he's saying a new approach is in order. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what Megatron said too, but Megatron, of course, has a different approach, new approach than Galvatron does. Um, uh, and so then we go to Rat Trap and Starscream here. Mm-hmm. He... I probably whatever the fallout of this is, it's to me going to be most interesting for Starscream because this is the the sort of keystone to his entire arc. Right. Like the whole reason Starscream is in charge was because of the Titan who then ended up exploding. Right. I mean, like destroying a lot of stuff. Well, because there was the one who proclaimed him chosen who ended up exploding. And then there was the Necro Titan. So it's interesting within the span of like, because for millions and millions of years, none of these people have even seen a Titan. And then suddenly three show up in like a week. And it's like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) what the hell? Um so, yes, so the whole reason Starscream is in charge is because people believed him to be this chosen hero, and then this whole scoop brought up the whole dark prophecy thing, and so, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to see what happens with Starscream following this. Um, and yeah, Rat Trap's just kind of reminding him of all the things that he's done right, right. now. Like, he killed Metalhawk. And I then mean, you locked away anybody who disagreed with you, and you kicked out everybody who was stronger than you. Um, and I, I really, really love these last couple panels because he's like, Rat Trap is like, I mean, if it wasn't for Metal Hawk sacrificing himself to save everybody, like he's, right. he's he's essentially threatening Starscream here, and he's saying like, maybe you shouldn't be in charge. And Starscream immediately is like, Metal Hawk just murdered seventy billion sentient beings. They had names, friends dreams they were like metal hawk is just another genocidal despot and guess uh-huh. what rat trap i know what you're trying to do and i invented what you're trying to do yeah like i started this game honey don't even try to play it against me because i agree oh starscream so which is also where i'm like uh, i will never kind of lose my my uh d- my love of megatron and starscream because like we were <laughs> saying earlier where it's like no they don't miss a beat starscream same Absolutely. Uh, tried to be like you know this doesn't look good for you and he was like fuck you this is why it looks perfect for me 
because I'm already two steps ahead of you. Um, yeah, he didn't miss a beat. He turned it right back around. Uh, but then everybody but, shows up and they're surrounding him and he's, he's yeah. a little taken off guard by that. He's like, oh, well, okay. Which, I mean, yes, that, in fairness, that is the thing that tends to throw them off. Like, if the people immediately around them, they're always ahead. But if, yeah, if, a, if an outside force comes in, like Rod here with everybody else, and it's like, oh, who, whoops. Um, but I do still love that, like, that quick thinking, that, like, on the really? toes kind of thing. And, yeah, Starscream is just like, oh, we'll figure out something. Rod, we'll be fine. Uh, and then we finally get a conversation we've probably been waiting for as long as these series have been going on with oh, Optimus and, Prime and Megatron. And I have to say, a quick aside here, I think the last time we saw these two speak to each other was during Ongoing, and they were the two issues that James wrote, and they <laughs> were amazing. <laughs> they were so good. Um, the Autobots essentially had Megatron in captivity. Um, he willingly let himself be caught and Optimus takes the time like takes that opportunity to kind of one-on-one talk with him like he full-on like releases Megatrons from his Megatron from his restraints and they both just kind of sit like they talk to the point where they kind of each uh remind each other how often they've killed or tried to kill the other one and they laugh about it like it's so good it's it was just really great writing. And again, that was one of those moments where I was like, this guy is really good. Like this writer, he knows what he's doing. And there you go. Now we all get to enjoy the kind of writing that he says. But so I think that's the last time that these two have really been kind of one-on-one had a commu- had like that kind of communication with each other. So here we are. Right. Megatron uh, and Optimus. And this conversation is basically Optimus saying like, are you serious about being an Autobot? Right. right. Like, is this real? Says, like, absolutely. And Optimus yeah. is just like, well, I have no idea what to do about that. Then. Right. And Optimus is like, I don't know if that makes this easier or harder, which is a good point. Right. Uh, and so, I mean, then they are sort of stepping out and as equals yeah um he's right because like optimus is like well uh, yeah megatron says like this might be our last conversation for a very long time um like are are you like were you optimus prime really able to look past everything that shockwave just did and recognize him as the shockwave you used to know and optimus says doesn't matter and megatron said i'm gonna do that a lot megatron says if it didn't i wouldn't ask and then optimus of course is like then you already know what it is which yes like optimus is that person but yes he which that's what i always hoped i was like i hope somewhere in his like as sad as it is, Optimus right. always sees a glimmer of Senator Shockwave right. in Shockwave. Yeah, yeah. Like, keep that burning, bro. Um, and then, yeah, and then he's like, okay, Megatron, you ready? Because here we go. And then, yeah, they step out of the ship together. And he asks Megatron if he's ready. And Megatron says, well, let's find out. And then there they go. And it's so exciting. So that's Dark <laughs> Cybertron. And I hope everybody liked it. That's Dark Cybertron. Uh, and, then and now things get really the, interesting. Uh, anybody who has the Humble Bundle volumes, you get some really cool covers here. Oh, good. Art. Uh, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of questions I have about what's next. Oh, I'm so excited about what's next, you guys. I Oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> things get really good. Um, as if they haven't been really good. But uh, well, because... I mean, because first of all, and I think this is going to be enough of why I feel like things get really good. Megatron's an Autobot, y'all. That's pretty fucked up. I'll be right? real with you. Uh, it is. 
I don't know what's happening there. I don't know where that's going to go. I have to say, I I feel like you're going to come around pretty quickly because I was with you. Because, of course, yeah, when you're like, ooh, I've been wearing a Decepticon symbol this whole time. Like, I have a Decepticon necklace. I have Decepticon clothes. I have Decepticon shoes. I have Autobot shoes, too. But (laughs) I have, like, Decepticon gear. Um, That's what I rep. I have Decepticon symbols on my car. I'm I'm Um, hard in the paint as a Decepticon right now. Yeah. Yeah, so it is it is uh it is an interesting thing to see, but I really really think everybody's going to be pleased with how things end up hashing out. And I won't say what's going to happen obviously, of course, but um yeah, things get interesting very fast in these next ones. All right. I trust so I, you. Okay, good, good. Um so I think next time I'm trying to think of which one we should read first. How does our reading order look? I should probably have looked at this before we get to the end here. Uh, um, well, if you go to the convenient Soundwavecast website, yeah. you can see at the bottom of every episode, reading order guide for IDW Transformers bundle. Uh, so we have More Than Meets the Eye, Volume 6, issues 28 through 33. Okay. So I don't think we will read all of those. How well, yeah, I'm already I mean, probably not in one episode. No, it wouldn't be like a three hour long episode. Um, so I'm trying to remember. Yes. Okay. So we go, we go volume by volume. Um, so yeah, I think, right. We'll just start with more than meets the eye, which, uh, so we'll probably do probably 28, the, 29, 30. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then we'll do, I'm trying to think if we want to kind of break these next ones up just because they're all coming hot off of dark Cybertron. Um, we'll figure it out. Okay. But yes, regardless, next we will be reading and discussing more than meets the eye, probably 28, 29, and 30. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I am too. Oh, I'm so Everything changes now. Yeah. It really does. It really does, you guys. Oh my gosh. I'm basically already caught up. (laughs) Almost. We're very close. We're very close. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm jazzed. Let's, you know what? Transformonauts, I'm ready. Transforminauts, I think we got this. I think we got this on lockdown, Transforminauts. Where is lockdown? Did somebody beat that guy's ass? Oh no, lockdown. <laughs> lockdown, you're real pretty. Lockdown, uh, he's probably an Autobot now too. <laughs> I wonder how many Decepticons are going to turn into Autobots now. Probably all of them. Probably everybody's going to be friends forever now. And it's just a slice of life comedy comic. God damn it, you guessed it. <laughs> 